4, 3, 2, 1, 0. You're listening to the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast, starring Mr. Adam Tate and El Gran Tommy Martinez. And now, without further ado, here's the best podcast that you'll ever hear, and that's according to them, the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast. Ah, welcome and welcome to the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name podcast season number three, episode number five. And that voice you heard is that of El Gran Tommy Martinez. I'm going to ad-lib this one, Adam. I just love hearing that. <laughs> I, I missed it, Adam. I, it's been a long time. I know. And the voice you just heard is that of my rock and roll brother, and the humblest guy that I know on planet Earth, Mr. Adam Tate. What is going on, Adam? Glad to be back, Tommy. Back Man, in the saddle. That's what I'm talking about. Ready to deliver yet another great episode of this podcast available on Spotify, Apple Podcast app, RSS Podcast, CastBox, and many of your other favorite DSPs like I will trail for, for Adam. <laughs> and behind the control board, Adam, is the mighty Gosilo. <laughs> Adam, Gosilo sounds a little... A little distant? A little distant and muted. Yeah, what's going on? Uh, let me tell you, man. Did you see that video? Did he do some vocal training on his on his time let away? Me, let me tell you this. Remember I told you that he was going to get in trouble? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did yeah. you see that video that he put out that that one girl was doing the New Year's resolution next to the pool? I, and all of a sudden- I think so. And Jesus came behind Oh, him yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, did, I did see that. <laughs> hey, what you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Guess yeah. where he ran to, Adam? The Lord Almighty was right behind him. <laughs> Let's not tell him. It's Jesus. It's not oh, Jesus. It's, it's Jesus. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Not, let's not tell him it's the Lord well, Almighty. Well, he was pretty nervous, bro. <laughs> I know. He, he, was all, he, he ran all the he way. He got out of there. He ran all the way here. <laughs> That's the only thing that we got him back. And he's in that closet right now, Adam. <laughs> Wow. Well, it's good to have him back. Jeez. Oh, yeah. Hey, all you had to do, Gosilo, is push buttons, buddy. That's all you. You're back. Thank you. It frees me up a little bit more. That's all that matters. We're not going to yeah. lean on him for content today? Oh, probably not. <laughs> Knowing Gosilo, he probably destroyed all his content. <laughs> He cleared his cash. <laughs> Did you see him? <laughs> Did you see him when he was busted? <laughs> he just hauled it. Was like yeah. a, it was like a cartoon. <laughs> yeah, Jesus just came out of nowhere. <laughs> and so innocently he just said, hey, what you looking at? <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> and then at the end he has, he has the Pope's hat on. 
<laughs> and it wasn't El Mighty Godzilla either, Adam. It was it was El Santo Godzilla. Mm. Saint Godzilla. Saint Godzilla. <laughs> yeah. He's going to turn over a new leaf. One of his New Year's resolutions, apparently. <laughs> and speaking of New Year's, Adam, Happy New Year, sir. Happy New Year's to you. Thank you, thank you. And all of the, the Legion out there, Happy New Year's to everybody. The entire Legion, like we did with that... Uh, with that brief greeting slash recording we did last uh, week, Adam. Yes, yes, that was lovely. We, we had to do lovely that. production. We, we've been out of the loop, Adam, for you know what a month, now? nigh on a month, I think. Yeah, pretty, we're pretty, pretty much close. close to you. I think the last one was uh, was eleventh December or four. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's been a while. It's been a bit. It was a busy Christmas. It was very busy. We had an early Christmas, and you know I don't know how busy you were. I was uh, constantly being bombarded with things and places and work and all of these things, they all happen at, at this time of year, it seems. Yeah. But you know, the, one of the weeks, there was actually like a sickness, and it was like a, hey, stay away, the, we, we're, people are sick. It was a COVID alert. Well, that was from you. Oh, that was it. Yeah, Remember, yeah, it was, there was there was sickness. No, that wasn't a COVID, it was a bug. It was a bug. Well. It was a stomach bug. When everybody gets sick, you're like, oh, first thing you think of, oh, you got that thing. You got that uh, 19. You know that we did the family picture, you know, the Martinez family picture. We, right, right, right. We did that, uh, whatever it was, the 17th or the 16th, I can't remember. Mm-hmm. It, all 10 of us were together. Okay. 10 or 11. And whatever we were, every single Martinez was in the, was there. And Jay, Was Remy there? Yeah, no, no, except for the dogs. Okay. The dogs weren't all right, there. All right, all right. So it, we just started falling one by one. That was on Saturday. We had early Christmas on a Thursday. Oh, dude. so it yeah. went through the whole family. It went through everybody. Uh, everybody got it except for Aaron. Everybody. I mean, you think Monica landed in uh, Palm Springs, California. Next thing you know, the baby, you know, he has the stomach flu. Then she had it. Right now, they're actually, all three of them are sick, I think. I hope it's not the COVID, but, you know, they had all their testing and all hmm, that done. So, man. Yeah. So Thanks. right now, currently, they are. So, yeah, but it was it was rough, man. And for me to get sick, you know, it has to be something extreme. Mm-hmm. And I got sick. It was like what well, was on Monday. I, I, I was not feeling good, and I felt like my stomach was like a drum. You know, you could play... Uh, what does that mean? You could play Moby Dick on my <laughs> on my on my stomach. <laughs> okay. You could <laughs> So it was a distended belly. Yeah. There was that. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was bad. You could... a lot of pressure, you're yeah, saying? Yeah, dude. You could call King Kong all the way from... <laughs> Oh, don't don't bring up the <laughs> adversaries. <laughs> we can't call you Godzilla. He's trying to turn over a new yeah, leaf and be know. Saint Godzilla. I know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Gosito. Oh no. So you're in you're you're in the closet now? <laughs> you gotta keep that to yourself if you're in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> no. Hey Jesus, how you doing, buddy? <laughs> what you looking at? What you looking at? <laughs> Oh, yeah, but it was super busy, man. I, I think I wrote like three podcasts, you know, scripts. <laughs> yeah, false starts. Yeah, I was I was super busy for one of those weeks and I said, hey, I don't even think it's going to happen this week. And then, immediately and then you're a world that. traveling again for uh, this uh, last week. Yeah, I think, right. I guess we had our early Christmas and we left for Nashville the week after that. So, mm. you know, and I'm not going to lie to you, I was on Christmas Day, I was. <laughs> We were out, you know, or the or Christmas Eve, and I'm looking at the Mad Dash, and I'm like laughing. I said, "Oh, <laughs> my Christmas is over. <laughs> we're already we're already completed. We're done. <laughs> Great idea. Early Christmas is, is that going to become like a Martinez tradition? I, I hope so. <laughs> 
get it over with. Yeah, that's you know, I mean, and again, it's Christmas is not. Well, I'm talking about commercial Christmas. You know, the family thing that was pretty cool. Sure. You know, I got to see everybody. Everybody was here. You know, I got to be Mr. Grandpa and sit on the, you know, on my recliner and goof around and mm-hmm. got dressed up as Santa Claus. Oh, good thing was on Christmas, no pressure. I was able to do, on Christmas Eve, I was able to do my Santa Claus ride. Okay. Yeah, I, don't, I didn't put that out on my, my social media. I just put that out to my closest friends. I think you got a copy of it. You didn't have any other... Uh, obligations that day. Hell no. So you could just hit the open road. Dude, and it was like 70 degrees this whole time. That was fantastic. I, I can't know. remember a day that it was really, no, as a matter of fact, I take that back. The worst day weather-wise was that storm at 60 miles and 63 miles an hour wind. Oh, yeah, there was wind That was day. pretty rough, man. But it was just wind. It that was really it, the temperature, yeah. Though. But yeah, sounds like you had a good Christmas. So yeah, and then, awesome. and then we're off to Nashville, man. Adam, congratulations. We are recorders of Nashville now. We have recorded, we have recorded in, in Yes, Nashville. we have recorded in Music City, Adam. Put the pen on the map. Where's the map at? <laughs> that greetings was, was done from Nashville. We've got like 98 pins in Wichita, Kansas, and then one pin, Nashville. <laughs> and we're expanding. Don't, don't knock it. <laughs> Did you visit the uh, Opry and stand in your Dude, spot again? I'm gonna tell you what, man. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm not. I'm not a COVID freak that I get, you know, freaked out by it. Mm-hmm. But I kind of did. I'm gonna be honest with you. I stayed away from any going out. Was all you were just family. coming off of your illness, I yeah, guess. You dude, probably yeah. thought you were weakened already. Yeah, so I was like, eh, I don't want to screw around with it. I don't want to take a chance. I was even, actually, I even used masks, which I never do. You know, I had it on. You had a used it. mask? No, no, I used oh. masks. You know what? As far as that goes, I have been reusing the same mask <laughs> since I think it's August. Is it cloth? It's it's one of the disposable. Oh! The, the disposable surgical oh. masks. <laughs> now, I don't wear it all day. <laughs> I only wear it for a brief period of time so in the you're morning. Just, you're just but since it August, for, you're, just, you're just wearing it for show. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably so porous. It's just, just not stopping anything. Everything's just coming in. Have you gotten the COVID yet? Have I gotten the actual yeah, yeah. 19? No. Yeah, no, no okay. No. Wow. You know, but it's I've just, avoided it. Everybody in your house except for you and Lisa has gotten the COVID, right? Mm, I, I think, uh, yeah, one of my sons <laughs> and his girlfriend got it. I don't know if... Uh, Luke and Maribel actually had it. Abby hasn't had it, so maybe maybe we're gonna stay clear of it. I don't know. No, and you guys had another gathering. I heard you guys had a, a baby reveal gender. Oh yeah, yeah. we had a whole thing where we put uh, we stuffed colored items inside of a balloon to be popped, and then it revealed blue. Mm. Blue uh, debris. So it's, a, it's a baby boy. It is a boy. It will be a new Adam Tate Jr. the third. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it'll be a junior at all. But uh, yeah, it's going to happen in, in June. There will be a boy oh, on the scene. Man. How's it feel? Does it feel good? I'm uh, I'm I'm at the same level. I'm yeah. looking at the mother right now, and I can't tell. Hey, I can't tell anything. Are you pregnant? I don't. I don't know. Mm. So it's, it hasn't hit me yet. But as soon as she starts walking around, and I see all this profile action and big bellies happening, nope. Better watch out. Well, <laughs> Something's how's, coming. How's the lovely Lisa Tate taking it? Oh, she she loves it. She's, no, like, she's, she's, she's eating it up. She's ready to be a grandma. She, she she didn't spoil her kids at all. Oh, but she's going to try to spoil <laughs> the grandbaby, Adam. <laughs> yeah. The good thing is, yeah. I don't have to buy tickets to see that. <laughs> <laughs> is that going to be a good show? You believe? I love it. I, I, I just just listening to the preview you you, you just described <laughs> right now. 
Ooh, that's going to be fun. Yeah, because <coughs> if I remember, like, the our children coming up, she was the hard ass and I was the easy one, right? They all came to me. They wanted to deal with me. Like, oh, don't tell mom. I'll get in trouble. But with this baby, I think she's just going to melt like butter. Oh, man. I'm going to I'm gonna be there like, oh, so which rule are we using this day? I'm not going to say nothing on this podcast. Even if she doesn't listen to it. You never know. You never know. <laughs> That's gonna. But be yeah, fun. she's she's really excited. Congratulations again, man! He's gonna be a baby boy. Yep, man, it is exciting. How's Luke taking it, man? Is he chill um, like you? He's pretty chill. He's pretty chill. He's trying. He's in the process of getting ducks in a row. You know, he's looking at Good. getting places, looking at real estate. Good for ideas him. and things. So, how old is he now? Twenty. Twenty one. He already hit the the two one, huh? Yeah, yeah. Oh wow. He's already gotten shit faced a couple times. Oh, he's legally. Yeah, yeah, that was legal. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was warned one night, I was like, hey, could you you come and help him get out of the car? I was like, oh, oh wow. And I grabbed him and he's moist. And I'm like, why why are you moist? And then I we get into the light of the house and he's like, just vomit. Just oh, just man. All he went all out. Yes. He went Vegas style, but here in the Midwest. <laughs> Jeez. You know, Jeremy. That doesn't happen very often. I just like heard that. Jeremy had one here not too long ago when uh, when he turned 21. I didn't know about it. Oh, and he, he went a little crazy? Yeah, he did. The whole, he ralphed all over a bunch of people out there in one of the clubs downtown. <laughs> there <was> Strangers. Some, <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> I don't know what the whole story was. I know it's like uh, the youngins that used to hang around here, they were part of the a part of the uh, suspects that were there. You got to beware when you're in those bars. It's like, oh, it's amateur hour over here. We got, we got a youngster behind us. <laughs> I just know they, they should sell a shirt that says, I just turned 21. Warning. <laughs> you have some sort of splash guard over their face. It's like a like a Gallagher show. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But yeah, that's some cool things to start the year, man. And then all of a sudden, guess what? Betty White died. Yeah, everybody was gearing up for like her 100th birthday. Yeah, I know. That was going to be the thing that brought everybody back together (laughs) in the whole country. We're going to celebrate Betty. Oh, and then she just dies right before New Year's, right? I prepared myself for the... uh the Betty White tribute hour on social media, you know, uh, and, and but thank heavens in a certain way this this whole coronavirus uh, Omicron <laughs> overshadowed. <laughs> the, the you'd, you'd rather you'd rather talk about the new variant rather, <laughs> rather than Betty White. Uh, and this place uh, is ex, it's X amount infected. And this makes you know this percentage over here, this percentage over there. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, shoof. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't a Golden Girls fan? <laughs> nah, man. I think Betty White is, you know, I guess she was awesome. You know, I don't, I have no, no, what is it? No, no positives or no negatives against her. But it was like, what's... Back in the 1930s, she was a piece of ass. I guess so. <laughs> 1930s, not even my dad existed. <laughs> I just didn't get her whole, you know, her whole thing. Then I'm seeing like on Loudwire, she has pictures with Slash and... Oh, oh, so it even yeah. went into a, a rock and roll genre. Yeah, that's oh. what I'm saying. I was like, ooh, oh, because you're such a rocker. Oh, yeah, I know. It was that I was thinking about those podcasts that we had. That, you know, Bing Crosby had died mm-hmm. <laughs> before, uh, after he had. Uh, right, that was a fact you brought up. Yeah, then, after after yeah. he recorded with Bowie, and then you know, by the time the show was released, he was already cold in the ground. <laughs> he was dead. Yeah. You know, and then uh, 
Kid Rock and uh, Pamela Anderson Lee were declared a couple of years and before the time, the Time Magazine or whatever it was, yeah, <laughs> they, they were divorced. <laughs> so well, there you go, Time. You better learn your. They haven't learned their lesson. They went ahead and did this whole uh, this whole article and whatever. Took pictures of you know Betty White's hundredth birthday. Oh, and it, it came out too. <laughs> oh. I don't know if it did or not, oh, but I think great. it's like she died like seventeen days before. That <laughs> so they would have been listening to the podcast, Adam. They probably sent a reporter over there to do some marathon interview, and they just took tuckered her out totally. <laughs> she went to sleep and just never woke up. <laughs> and this this year, we you know we marked the anniversary, the first year anniversary of the uh, the Capitol storm crazies rioters out there. Oh, Jan- and, and January sixth. Yeah. Did you put your flag out like I did? Uh, my flag's always out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be confused. <laughs> Is it the uh, the one with the snake on it? No, he'll tread no, on hell it. Hell no, oh. mine, mine, mine's the gold, good red, white, and blue. What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> and it, oh, and by the way, it's not on my pickup either. <laughs> did we really celebrate that? I mean, did uh, it was? It did was, we watch a lot of videos of it? I, re- yeah, they, the they had a whole. They had you know a whole bunch of uh, interviews, and they had these special reports and some other stuff. And I think the president came out, gave some speech, and. Whatever it was, you know, but it's like everything else. We politicize so much in this country. What these, these, you know, these guys who committed this criminal act, because that's what it was, point blank. Okay. You know, they'll never be appropriately or, you know, they won't be prosecuted the right way. Wait a minute. Did we get a one-on-one interview with the Minotaur guy? (laughs) I didn't see that. I (laughs) I wish I could have seen that. (laughs) Well, he's in jail, right? Yeah, he's he's locked up. I think so, yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, but then I think, I don't know, they were saying that was one of the facts was like, uh, by the time it's all said and done, the FBI got 300,000 tips based on all this video footage and everything else that they were running. That's how they were able to identify all these uh, criminals that had stormed the the Capitol Hmm. to usurp. You know our freedom and hmm. whatnot. So yeah, well they were. You know, again, we have to figure this out. These are these are the patriots. You know, quote unquote. You know, I don't know what kind of patriots they were, but you know. So the, the, like three hundred thousand people got put on a list or something like that. <laughs> I think it was tips. <laughs> oh, it yeah. could be. You know, it, it could be. You never know. <laughs> like, hey, this guy's calling. I wonder why. <laughs> Let's trace this number. <laughs> They just, they just mess with their everyday life. Like, no, he's not getting delivery from Pizza Hut today. <laughs> Cancel. Adam, let's get this shit Oh, we're going to start this thing yeah, now? Oh, it, I thought we were going to talk all day. <laughs> all right. There's a lot Fan- of pomp and circumstance fanfare, here. Fanfare, fanfare. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Adam, good morning, my friend. Good morning. Today is January the 8th, man, 2022. Oh, yeah. As a matter of fact, check me on the entire podcast just in case I start calling it 2021. Mm, okay. You know that's going to happen. Yeah. And today is national, Adam. Mm-hmm. Joy Germ Day. Wait, Joy Germ? Is there such a thing as a Joy Germ? Oh, we're going to find out here in a minute. All right. but I like this heavy metal version of Joy, <laughs> Joy to, to the, the World. world? Why don't you play a little bit more. Oh, crap. <laughs> you already we're going to start forget, it from the beginning. Forget, don't forget it, forget it, forget it. The beginning was lame. <laughs> you know, like, the fanfare. It felt very regal. And then it, and then it kicked in. I just, you know, I was thinking about that. I've never heard that version in church before. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> sign me up. They didn't up. want you standing up with the horns. <laughs> you're waving in sign, front of your head. Sign me up. I'll be in the closet. I'll be in the closet with Gozilo again. <laughs> like, what the hell are you doing there? <laughs> oh, 
I guess he didn't hear me. <laughs> so yeah. what is Joy Germ Day? Dude, today is National Joy Joy Germ Day. I got to get this right. Now, check this out. On January the 8th, yeah. National Joy Germ Day annually reminds people across the country that being positive, treating people with kindness, they can influence those around them and pass that mm. positive attitude on to, to sp- others. Trying yeah. to spread joy. That's right. So you are the germ. That, like, you're like see. the COVID, but of joy. You want it to latch on. That's right, yeah. And infect them. <laughs> so, <Yes>. so they- <laughs> and be infectious, which is not a good time to be that. So when we share our good moods, we impact the lives of people around us, Adam. Mm-hmm. And those people become infected with what the same positive joy and spread it to others, Adam. Hmm. Do you feel a lot of joy coming from people? Uh, no. Does it, does it happen very often? Actually, Do you see it on social media? Well, when, was, hey, I'm when, really when I was, joyous no, right no. now. When I was in- I was in Nashville. The only time I saw joy was that New Year's Eve party that everybody was drunk. So they were joyous, but not because not because somebody was smiling and being kind around. It was because somebody was passing the beers and the margaritas around. Mm. So, yeah, so you can laugh, uh, smile, be kind, inspire, and spread the one type of germ mm. that is good for everyone to catch, Adam. Here's a disclaimer, okay. by the way. Okay, okay. Just so you'll know before you go out there try to do any of this stuff. Well, in my community growing up, oh good. This national day was known as get your dumb happy ass kick day. <laughs> <laughs> so, is that a lot of a lot of stern faces, not a lot of smiling going on? <laughs> well, you smiling at me? I'm like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Slap the shit out of them. <laughs> okay. Uh, they used to uh, when I was growing up. You know, it was, it was the good old days. Mm-hmm. And uh, they used to do uh, these things. They were called uh, piñas. Piñas are pineapple. You know, that's the, you know, that's what literally was what it means. Okay. Somebody would, would say, piña over here. However many people were there, they just start slapping the head and body of whoever was there. So there's a bunch of bullies beating the shit out of somebody just, just by slapping them like this. Just because somebody else yelled piña? Yeah, just because they would say, yeah, piña. <laughs> So you find, you find somebody that you can take and you start yeah. beating them up. Yeah, just right now, it'd be like, whoever yells Pina has this person next to him, that's who get it. Oh, okay. <laughs> They're trying to get away. <laughs> okay. They're being held back. That's interesting. And I'm just bringing this up because mm-hmm. you can imagine uh, trying to be a joy germ. Mm-hmm. How many piñas were you going to get that day? Well, it's, maybe it's joyous for everybody else, except for the guy who's actually being beaten on. Because tr- everybody else is thinking, hey, I'm not getting hit. At least it's this guy. I never thought of it that way. <laughs> that's, that's more joy I know. than that. If that guy had joy, oh, we're spreading man. joy amongst the other people who are actually doing the slapping and beating. Oh, what a shame. I didn't, I didn't think about that way. It's well. <laughs> like, what's wrong with this guy smiling, jumping around and shit? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, Adam, have you ever uh, tried to spread joy? I, and because uh, you, always, okay, you, I, I, you always talk about your darkness, Adam. <laughs> well, well, I do have darkness, but <laughs> I think I have a a set uh, attitude when I'm around people. Like when I go to work, say, okay. okay, it is typically friendly and gregarious. Oh, okay. Like I'm always there. I'm I have a good thing to say about this person. I'll say it in a tone which would sound joking, would sound like I was just having fun, joking around with the person, but oh, it's it's oh. meant to be uplifting to say, hey, I'm joking with you. We're having this exchange in the morning. We're just, we're greeting each other. We're saying, 
we're going to have a good day together. It's, it's like a whole plan to put everybody in a slightly better frame of mind. No shit. With, with each connection. Are you, are you being serious? Yeah, right. I am. Wow. I used to be just super shy and super quiet. Did this podcast help you come out of your shell? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's part of it. I don't know. It could be. Let's, but let's examine. It, it, but How it, long have you been doing this? Mm, um, really habitually for probably like two years. It was the podcast. <laughs> it was the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> because it doesn't make any sense. You see so many dour faces and so many people who are like down or people who are just frustrated or, or, or put out by having to do certain labors or work or whatever. Yeah, I, I get There's that. no reason to act that way. I can dig that. You know, do you see a Gosilo video before you start? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that always sets me in a better mood. <laughs> Except for the one with Jesus. And then, and then I have to look over my shoulder. Who's watching me watch this? <laughs> well, you know, you got the clam now, too. <laughs> Yeah, those are special. Those are special videos. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I didn't know that. That's pretty cool of you, man. So I don't, I guess I wouldn't know to observe uh, the 8th of January as Joy Germ Day. And I didn't know how to reference wow, it as Joy Germ. Man. But it's. I hope this doesn't put no pressure on you, man. Why? How, how would I have you know, pressure? Maybe you, said, maybe you were thought you were being, you know, original. Now you're part of a whole movement. Oh. <laughs> Well, everybody else is doing it one day. <laughs> Founded in 1980. Maybe, maybe that means today I can take the day off because everybody else well, yeah, is doing the joy yeah, journey. That's true. Now, let me ask you this. This is supposed yeah. to work where you spread it. So does it work where the, do the other people feel hmm. a need to start infecting other <laughs> Well, as, as a matter of fact. <laughs> With your mask that you've been wearing for about actu- seven months. <laughs> there's actually been... Uh, around my coworkers, actually been quite a bit of infecting uh, lately, <laughs> but uh, may- maybe not so much of the joy, but maybe just other types of infections. Because <laughs> you know, you say that because it, it was founded in 1981, right? Okay. By a rather joyful and exuberant woman. Her name was Joan White. National Joy Germ Day mm-hmm. spread infectiously across the nation through TV interviews, radio shows, newsletters, magazines, postcards, hugs, hug hugs. coupons. Hug coupons. Do you give any of those out? <laughs> a hug coupon? No, it's not redeemable. I mean, it has to be, <laughs> there's no layaway hugs. <laughs> As well as the pure joy of its founder, Joan White tells National uh, Day Calendar, you know, this website we get the stuff from. That sure. Joy Germs LTD, it's limited. Members are in all 50 states. And check this out, man. There is more than 180,000 card carriers, dude. Why would they be limited? <laughs> I know that's, 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 that's the inscription of the business. Why would you limit joy? Yeah, I understand. You, know, you know, LTD. Uh, LTD, LTD, LTD. Got it. So. <laughs> There's an actual uh, club. There's a membership. Yeah, eight, oh. eight, 180,000 card carriers, dude. Okay. I guess I'm just a freelancer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not actually f- fully associated with the group. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're doing a good job, Adam. Well, I try. I, I thought try. you were going to come up with some of your bullshit stuff. <laughs> what do you mean? I, I didn't know you were actually doing that. Well, most people think whatever I do when I do greet them, is bullshit. Oh. So, so <laughs> it is bullshit uh, stuff. Now, you know, so you gave us some ideas. So here's some other ideas to make. Oh, this will uh, be good. Yeah, so, I mean, my pen. Now, check that. <laughs> oh, you're going to love this. The night before Adam, plan to wake up with a positive attitude. Okay. Program your favorite 
jazzy, snazzy, oh, wake God. up music. These things are horrible. These are horrible suggestions. <laughs> to start your day right and remind you what day it is. You're trying to you're trying to resurrect your own spirits. You're not trying to do anything for anybody else. You got to just get, like you got to get. You're trying to get you from somebody who has a negative mindset into a positive mindset. No, that's no, what they're that's no, what they're doing. This no. is all self centered. These no. these two first suggestions. Okay, this okay. is the way I look at it. Yes, you know when you the airplane is supposed to be going down when everybody's gonna die. You're oh. supposed to put the mask on first before you help your your partner next to you. Yes, this I know is that. the whole deal. So you're putting the mask on first. Which oh. is, you're revving yourself up. <laughs> okay, because <laughs> you know this plane is gonna crash, and if you're a, you're back where I grew up, they're going to kick your ass. You're putting the mask on and you'd say, yeah, I, hope, I hope they're pumping some good stuff in this mask. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. you can't have the luck that like I had this morning that every single song that came on my player was my song. Oh. <laughs> Hard to believe that things that came on your player are actually your songs. <laughs> That's hard. What? Imagine the luck. <laughs> You know, sometimes you give it the fast forward or you give the, you know, the hit that next button. Yeah. You know, today I didn't have to do that. A whole bunch of the stuff like I, I, I have to pull for the podcast is now in my, my Apple music. So that I'm shuffling. Sometime a rap is will come on and I don't even know what this is or, or, or some, or some other offbeat thing. My wife will ask me, what is this? I, I, I don't know. I have no idea what it's, it is. It's podcast. Off. Podcast. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's like if we blame everything on a COVID, you could blame everything that goes on with your life with a podcast. podcast. Exactly. Yeah. Set out to carry your joy and spread it around with a glitter bomb. <laughs> <laughs> Smile and say hello. Yeah. Okay. Oh, funny boy. <laughs> energetically adam be the person who gets the job done just like you know just like you man sure pretty cool whether it's making copies errands taking out the garbage making phone calls (laughs) be that person to do with a smile hi hello (laughs) i'm calling i'd really like to talk to you now how long were you waiting for the customer service <laughs> represent? I hope I didn't disturb you, sir. No, I'm not the manager. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. I know to get more great ideas by reading seven ways to be an angel in someone's life, Adam. Oh. Guess who wrote that book, Adam? Mrs. Betty Joy, White. Mrs. J- Mrs. Joy Germ herself. <laughs> Joan White. Jo- oh, Joan White. <laughs> Betty's sister. <laughs> Adam. Yes. And how do you think we're going to celebrate well, National Joy Germ Day? Well, what we're going to do is we're going to find someone and we're going to thrust our joy upon them. And when, and when it's our joy is all over their face, we're, we're going to take a picture. Adam, are you going to shoot a load of joy? <laughs> we're, gonna, we're going to take a picture of our joy all over their face and hashtag it. Joy germs. <laughs> Adam, it's also National Winter Skin Relief Day. <laughs> what? Do you use Utter Bomb for your winter skin? I don't know. <laughs> wow, nice. Adam, today in history, Adam, brought to you by uh, 
history.com and on this day, uh, com slash history, Adam. Mm-hmm. Who do we have there, man? That was protest with abuse of power. Oh, no shit. It sounded like a, a song that would be called abuse of power. Yeah, it sounds a little angry, just yeah. a tad bit angry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, today in 1941, Adam. Okay. January the 8th, 1941. All right. Business tycoon, Adam. Yeah. William Randolph Hearst. Halted the ads for the movie Citizen Kane. He's a newspaper man, right? In his publications, yeah. Mm-hmm. Very interesting story. This one is super fucking long. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to try to give it the uh, the old wham-bam here. Did you not like the content of the uh, Citizen Kane movie? Uh, check this out now. One of Hollywood's most famous clashes of the titans. Mm. An upstart boy genius filmmaker versus... A furious 75-year-old newspaper tycoon heats up on January the 8th, Hmm. 1941, when William Randolph Hearst forbids any of his newspapers to run advertisements for Orson Welles' Citizen Kane. Have you ever seen Citizen Kane? I have not. I know that AMC or whoever does these greatest movies of all time thing, like Citizen Kane is like always... Turner Classic. Turner Classic, that's what it is. They always have like, this is one of the top one or two best movies of all time. Check this out. There's some cool history on this. Though Wells was only 24 years old, man, when he began working in Hollywood, he had already made a name himself in in the New York theater scene, and particularly... Today's not a good vision. (laughs) (laughs) For that, you know that uh, that trick that he pulled on the uh, that War of the Worlds. The, so yeah, so yeah. the War War of the Worlds, mm-hmm. and that was back in 1938. So you know, fast forward to 1941, three years, three years later, and after scoring a lucrative contract with a struggling RKO Studios, he was searching for the opportunity to uh, do an incendiary topic for his first film when his friend and writer Herman Markowitz suggested. Basing it on the life of William Randall Hearst. Okay. And now, and this is the reason why. Hearst was notoriously innovative, often tyrannical businessman who had built his nationwide newspaper empire and owned eight homes. The most notable one was... Just the Hearst Mansion? Or it, was, the... it was in San Simeon yeah. and this sprawling castle on the hill in the central California coast. Mm-hmm. Anyway, an influential gossip colonist... Uh, her name was Hedda Hopper or something like that. Wasted no time passing this news along to the main uh, Hearst movie critic. And everybody was pissed off. They're like, hey, what the hell? Told- was the character name no, in the no, movie? Oh, no, okay. No, no, But It was, it was just a representation of it. So, of it. yeah. So they heard about this and they went running to uh, Hearst and they told them this. And that pissed them off. They said, they're going to make a movie of what? And mm-hmm. they lost their shirt. He had all the ads pulled. And he started this campaign of blackballing and doing all kinds of things to uh, RKO Studios and, you know, obviously Orson Welles. Mm-hmm. So Hearst sent the word out to all his publications not to run advertisements for the film. Far from stopping there, Adam, okay. he also threatened to make war against the Hollywood studio system in general. Check this out. Publicly condemning the number of immigrants and refugees working in the film industry instead of Americans. Mm. You know, he was going to go all out. Yeah. Hollywood's heavyweight were all already resentful of Wells for his youth and his open content of Hollywood. So they rallied with Hertz, you know, to try to get these guys stopped. All right. And then uh, Louis B. Mayer of Metro Golden Mayer yeah. offered to pay RKO $842,000 in cash if the studio president, a guy called George Schaefer, would destroy the negatives and all the prints of Citizen Kane. 
Wow. So they're trying to buy these guys off, too. So how did it become a raging success? Now, check this out. Now, Schaefer said, fuck that. Okay. <laughs> and in retaliation, he threatened to sue Fox, Paramount, and uh, the lowest theater chains in conspiracy after they refused to distribute the film, you know, after Time and other publications protested. So they got Times and the other publications behind them. Oh, okay. So, so his his a, competitors. Yeah. So it's, oh, okay. so it's a back and forth. So at least he had some some serious backing. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Long story short, it was released and it was nominated for nine Oscars. And Citizen Kane won only one. And it shared, I think, best screenplay, Mikeowitz and Wells. Hmm. And Wells in the film were actually booed at the 1942 Academy Awards ceremony. So you know, they still, then Schaefer was later pushed out of RKO along with Wells, and the film was returned to the RKO archives. Have you seen this movie? I have, yeah. I mean, I haven't seen it in years, dude. Was it really damning of uh, William Randolph Hearst? I didn't even know at the time it was about Hearst. You know what I'm saying? I just thought, that, that, so, so it's a business, dude. And I, if I can remember correctly, he's a ranting and you know, abusing his power. Just a regular kind of movie for me. Maybe at the time it was shocking, but not modern times. I just saw it because it was a popular I just movie. saw It's a Wonderful Life for like the first time, oh, I think. Oh, God, you're kidding And Mr. Me. Potter, right? He's the, he's the asshole in that movie, right? I haven't seen that one in a long time either. So, I mean, <laughs> there's assholes in movies. Yeah, it has to be one, yeah. Just put one in there. Now, check this out. It would be 25 more years before Citizen Kane received its rightful share of attention, dude. Okay. But it has since been heralded as one of the best movies of all time, just like you said. Yeah, that's what I've heard. So, yeah. Citizen Kane. What do we got here, Adam? Very chill. Of course you know this is the Verve Pipe. Oh, yeah. Singing about the freshman. It's chill. It is we, very chill. We had two heavy-duty songs here. Now we're dealing with this one. <laughs> the first one was heavy duty? Well, of course it was. <laughs> joy to the world. <laughs> it brought joy to me. <laughs> oh, the freshman, huh? The freshman. All right. 1972, Adam. Okay. Today in sports history, buddy. Uh, brought to you by history.com and on this day.com slash sports, man. Yeah. 8 January 1972, NCAA, Adam. Granted freshman mm-hmm. eligibility in football. And basketball. Yeah, because uh, college career was essentially just three years before that because yeah, freshmen weren't allowed to play. Right. It was 1972 was when they actually first... 1972, yeah. That's when the NCAA signed on to it. That's when the NCAA signed on to it. What was the thinking behind limiting freshmen? Like they weren't being allowed to have to settle into the college life or something? Or what's um, the deal? I'm glad you asked because I'm going to read on at it. <laughs> <laughs> it's sports. I really didn't give a fuck about this. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. The, no, I'm not. The, uh, <laughs> the NCAA grants freshman eligibility in its two biggest team sports. And I just mentioned them, which were basketball and football, right? Sure. An overwhelming majority of representatives at the annual NCAA convention vote for freshman participation in basketball, a closer majority vote in favor of freshman participation in football. Before freshmen were eligible to play on varsity, mm-hmm. they played junior varsity, no matter how dominant they might be in the sport. So they kind of stuck them there. So there'd be a full team. Would they play other colleges' junior varsities? I guess so, yeah. What the heck? The consensus for decades was that freshmen were not ready to compete at the varsity level. Oh, they always say that. Like with the NFL draft, they 
don't want people going straight from high school into the NFL like they do in basketball, like or like they could do at one time in basketball, because they're not as developed or they're not as grown into their body yet, or they're not as solid as they they'll just be picked apart by these professionals. They're not LeBron James. <laughs> oh, yeah, LeBron James is a different different animal. It was no coincidence though, Adam. Here we go. Okay. That this vote came shortly after Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's legendary collegiate career and during Bill Walton's equally impressive college tenure. Yes. The two UCLA stars were among the best college basketball players ever. Mm -hmm. Yet both could not play during their freshman seasons at UCLA. And this is 1965. Walton was uh, 70 to 71. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And here we go. Let's go ahead. Somebody must have said, who's the idiot that said freshmen weren't ready to play. This guy's seven feet already. This guy's like (laughs) 10 feet tall. And we could have used this weapon, you know, in in our system. Exactly. That's what it all came down to, man. It's a wasted year. It's all all what it comes down to, man. It's how we're going to make the big moolah. Who wants to go see maybe a sophomore that's okay, maybe a junior that's definitely a senior, but who would love to see a freshman that's just killing the league? They're going to fill those stadiums, man. That's the bottom line. And that's what it always comes down to. Mm-hmm. And they went into all this deal. They had some bullshit about out there that, you know, they were opposed to the football ones because of what you said. They were smaller. Sure. You know, and then the conferences, they started moving around from like all of a sudden it becomes a Big Ten to the Big 12. So we got to be more competitive and all this other bullshit. And they like the last ones to concede were the football coaches. They want to keep their... Uh, their rule going. So the 1972 season was not the first that freshmen were eligible to play varsity basketball or football. Freshmen were given varsity status during the Korean War in 1950 and 51. Oh, because, but then they know, took it back yeah, at yeah. some point? Oh, yeah, so shit. that wasn't the first time, dude. So, That's yeah. jacked up. So there you go, man. It's always about always the uh, the mighty dollar, man. Yes. That's what it comes down to. That's supposed to show you. I'm going to say, this is absolute bullshit. <laughs> today, 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 today. Super Tramp. Man, I haven't heard this in a long time. And man. you're bloody well right. Damn, Skippy. You like the Tramp? I think I like some things by Super Tramp. What, what is their most famous song? I mean, I know this one, but there's, oh, there's another one. Oh, gosh. I know them. I know a whole bunch of them. Now I'm blanking out. You have to ask me that. Oh, man. Forget it. I'll, it'll come to me when there's no pressure. We'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Adam, in 1926, Adam. Yeah. January the 2nd. <laughs> 1926. 1926. This is rock history, you're saying. <laughs> rock history. <laughs> Actual fossil rocks, like yeah. uh, sediment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, come on, give me a break. You know, you got to... You know, you know, rock is, is you know as, as far as you can go. <laughs> the first issue of the Melody Maker went on sale, Adam, and it was priced at three cents, man. Three cents. That's pretty <laughs> yeah. affordable. Well, nineteen twenty-six. That's probably like half my check. So the monthly magazine was uh, for all who are interested in the production of popular music. 
Okay. Now it's mainly, yeah, well, you know, I think it still is. I mean, I've seen Melody Maker. I think it's MelodyMaker.com now. So it's be like big band stuff at the time. It used to be, yeah, probably. So let's see if it says anything here. Uh, popular music. In the first issue, dance band news, Adam. Dance band. You're awesome. <laughs> okay. <laughs> dance band I, I news. I guess it was like music like the uh, Just the Gigolo, you know, whoever came up with that kind of stuff. Okay. Because that was a, a, a I think Just the Gigolo was a. Was well, this would be a, like 20s. would be like ragtime. Would you have, we have some ragtime? It could be too, yeah. Let me see. Let's see Bullshit. If you, let's see if you hit that. Okay. <laughs> uh, the Logical Song, Adam. That's another song, Logical Song by Supertrip. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. That's <laughs> <laughs> one of them, so. <laughs> I'm telling you, don't put me on the spot, dude. I thought it was from 1926. <laughs> no. No, <okay. laughs> no one's Supertrip. Dance Bad News, Adam. A feature of ukuleles and how to read music by sight. Oh, that's good. So I think that was pretty cool. I mean, they were doing... It lasted forever. It's still, I think it's still in publication. Still in let publication? Me, let me look no. at it real quick. Let me, yeah, let how me, could that be? Let me see. The Melody Maker. Hold they up. used to have Melody Maker Awards. The Melody. They would have their own award. They would give out the best of the year, like their own Grammy type thing. Okay. Did they have their own charts? Opposite, yeah, yeah. opposite the, billboard. The, the melodymaker.net. Uh, uh huh. Yeah, but British Weekly, yeah. Wow. One of the world's earliest music uh, weeklies. It is a weekly, actually. So very cool. But it says here that the actual uh, issue, though, like I guess it would have been the hard issue, was in December of 2000. That what was hard intro- about it? <laughs> <laughs> Where's my penis sound bite? <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure it's oh, there. Oh, wow. <laughs> Adam, it happened there. And let me see. Advertisements that Melody Maker helped assemble the lineups of a number of major bands. Mm. So there's your... They were able to they, place ads. There's your say, connection there. Seeking you know. a drummer. I feel redeemed now. Oh, <laughs> I love it. Guess what? Yes. Amongst those, Adam? Tell me. The Jimi Hendrix experience. Okay. And also, Adam. Yeah. Super Tramp, Adam. <laughs> Super Tramp. <laughs> that sounds logical. Uh, yes. Logical song. As they take the long way home. <laughs> There's another one, Adam. <laughs> uh, Super Tramp and the Stranglers. I don't know who the hell those guys are, but yeah. <laughs> we, we thank, thank you, Melody Maker, for making it. All right. Is this? You know it's the Go-Go's. Oh, yeah. Very punky. They got skid marks on their heart. You want to turn that down. Is that Belinda Carlisle singing? Well, of course, it's your girlfriend. That's my girl. <laughs> wow. The, uh, the recorder's charges went crazy on that. Did you give us a volume? I gave, I gave her an extra pump. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> hard and pumping. Oh, my God. Well, just remember, this is rated G for rated G string. <laughs> joy, joy germs. Just joy no, germs. That's, that's, that's it. That's what we're doing. We're spreading that today. But you spread it on your side, please. Don't, <laughs> don't spread it over here. I was wondering why the plexiglass is up in between us here. <laughs> that's uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> anyway, Adam, 1970, January the 7th, Adam, 1970. Yeah. Chauffeur Neil Boland, Adam. Okay. Was accidentally killed when the Who's drummer Keith Moon ran over him in his Bentley. Ouch! 
I guess those were skid marks. Wait a minute, he's a chauffeur? He was a chauffeur. But he wasn't chauffeuring at the time. He was just walking across the street? Well, let's find out. Okay. Moon was trying to escape from a gang of skinheads after a fight broke out in a pub in a place called Hatfield. Mm -hmm. That, That would be England. Okay. Bolin got out to try to protect the car. Oh, shit. <laughs> protect the car? What's God. he, he going to do? <laughs> is he going to cover the 10% of it with his body? Is that it's what he's funny doing? because this is, I think this is out of thisdayinmusic.com, which is the European uh, website that I go to to get some of this information. Mm-hmm. And on the American one, which was on Song Facts, it says, a group of rowdy teenagers... <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm gonna go with the skinheads on this one. And it says here, it says uh, he tried, you know, protect the car, but left it in gear. He tr- <laughs> I, I don't understand. That. What does that mean? Uh, maybe he was doing the early version. You remember those those videos where they get out while the car is driving, so he, and they start. He left dancing? it in gear, and he wanted to protect it, so he just like I'm gonna block you, so nobody sees you. <laughs> And I'm gonna, yeah. we're gonna just walk down the, at idle, <laughs> all the way down the street. He says he fell under the car, and it started moving with Moon at the wheel as he tried to escape the fight. Oh my god! The drummer had never passed. Guess what? What? His driver's test. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> I love this song, Adam. Something in the way. It's your song. Oh, it's my song for sure, man. I love it. Attracts me like no other lover. I love this song, man. Mm-hmm. It's George Harrison, man. It is. From all things must pass, Adam. No. It's not. First, actually, it says here. It's, it's from uh, Abbey Road. Oh, hold up, hold up. Yeah, you're right. You're right. No. Uh, hold up, man. What do I got here? George Harrison's All Things Must Pass, his first album released after the breakup of the Beatles, began a seven-week run at the top of the U.S. albums chart. Okay, keep it going, keep it going, keep it going. Where'd I get this from? (laughs) Well, I fucked that up. Well, we're singing singing praises of uh, George Harrison. This is is number one in uh, George Harrison's playbook right here. Maybe that's right. I got confused. Anyway, the youngest Beatle, George Harrison, battled for tracks on the group's album with the formidable formidable Lennon and McCartney team. Absolutely. He usually got one or two of his songs placed, including uh, the inedible uh, Here Comes the Sun and the classic Love Zong Some You're Right. That's, yeah. where, that's where I confused it all up. My bad. When the when the Beatles sputtered at, at, at the end of 1970, all four members released solo albums. Lennon issued, you know, obviously you know that, the jo- John Lennon Plastic Ono bland, Band. Mm-hmm. Uh, an anguished and confessional collection of, and nobody cares about that. <laughs> Ringo started something else. McCartney, we all know he went out with wings. Harrison had such a backlog of material. He was sitting on all of this great stuff. That his post Beatle debut, yeah. he released a soundtrack uh, called Wonder Wall Music in 1968, and an experimental album of Mog music called Electronic Sound. Mm. In 1969, that which was a three-disc set, I never heard of that. No, I never. He called in the Calvary to record this record, getting help at him from session stars like Alan White, later of Yes, Yes, yeah, and Claus Vorman, and some other famous friends like Eric Clapton, Eric Clapton, sure, Billy Preston, and Dave Mason. At him, at the helm was Mr. Phil Spector. 
Oh, nice. Building his wall of sound. The first single, My Sweet Lord. And mm-hmm. there you go. That's where, yeah. that's where my screw up is. <laughs> I think I wanted to that's say. The one, that's the one she wanted? That's the one that I wanted. Oh. Yeah, anyway. That's a good one, too. So that's so that's uh, was released today, man. Yeah. And uh, what the year was it again? It's been that Lord, my sweet Lord from 1971. He had he had like a double albums worth of material just sitting on it, but he couldn't push through these uh, Beatle albums. Wow, it's it's incredible. It's absolutely crazy. Hear something in the distance. Oh yeah. I don't that's my song too. This is your song? Mm. Take me away, Adam. Take me away. Of course. This is Achilles' last stand. It is. Fantastic song. I'm going to lower it slightly. And this will be the first installment of Adam's Song Facts. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get my paper ready. Hey, you won't screw that one up, right? No. The 10-plus minute romp at the beginning of Led Zeppelin's seventh album brutally gives a view behind the scenes of the life of the band during its recording. In the prior year, Jimmy Page and Robert Plant were tax exiles and spent extensive time in Morocco. There, they were influenced by North African music and the seeds of an epic were planted. On a brief vacation from the tour supporting the physical graffiti album, Robert Plant and his wife were involved in a serious car accident. Oh, wow. A broken ankle canceled remaining tour dates and delayed the recording of the next album under pressure from their Atlantic record label. To deliver a new record in a matter of weeks, they found themselves with their backs against the wall and with a member of the team ailing. During the recording of the vocal track, Robert Plant became so enthused and animated that he fell and re-injured his ankle. (laughs) That's when the title to the song was determined. A similarity to Greek mythology, Zeppelin's invincible golden god had found his weakness. The song, filled with Plant's mythological references, half a dozen of Page's layered guitar tracks, Jones introducing an eight-string bass into the mix, and Bonham's relentless driving hard rock rhythm. In Achilles' last stand, what they were able to deliver would become a concert staple and a classic Zeppelin catalog entry. Achilles' last stand. Our Zeppelin, 101 for the week. That's the first time uh, Yes That you dedicate one of your Soliloquies (laughs) (laughs) Yes, one of my bullshit narratives Yes To just one song Yes From start to finish Yes Not an event in time actually But an actual the, the, The making and the inspiration for the song, yes. I never knew that's why that song was called Achilles' Heel. Achilles' Last Stand, yes. I mean, yes. <laughs> What's my problem? <laughs> I, 
Because maybe I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that was very cool, man. Thanks very much oh, again. No problem. You, sir. I, I don't know if it's because I don't want to say it's absence that makes you better, but you know, I don't want to say that. Oh, yeah. We <laughs> maybe we should take two months off next time. I'll be so. really good. <laughs> <laughs> this weekend. Oh, yeah. Castle. Kiss history, and, and I'm going to invite yes. our listeners, as well as you, Adam, Ooh. as you drive home today, mm-hmm. that you go into your library or to your player, to whatever it is you mm-hmm. listen to, and bring up rock and roll over, Adam. Okay. And you know why, Adam? Why? Why would that be? Because on January the 6th, Adam, mm-hmm. 1977, mm-hmm. rock and roll over was certified platinum, baby. Mm, maybe that's why. The assault on the Capitol, they were playing rock and roll over. And they said, hey, let's just rock and roll over the Capitol and get into and break some. Adam, how are you going to blaspheme oh. <laughs> this record and associate it to those those mongrels? Well, it happened to be on Wait the same day. You know what those guys were? They were nerds wills. <laughs> <laughs> and that's putting it nice. Adam. Yeah, that's right. That's putting a nice Adam. Sur- this certified al- platinum. This album, okay, rock mm-hmm. and roll over. Mm-hmm. If you notice, uh, I don't know if you. Uh, I probably already. It's already. Uh, oh gosh, I can't see it from here. What there is was it? there's a station. It's called uh, KC ninety five. One of my favorite rock and roll stations in the country of different places that I've lived and heard mm-hmm. rock and roll music. Okay. And KC had uh, they when Kiss did their their first reunion tour. Okay. With all four members, right. I saw Kiss at a called the Keel Center at the time. Okay, and oh, I was just I was in in ecstasy because I got to see the four original members right on stage. It was very cool. I think I've told you this already. I was on the side anyway. Long story short is th- just another side story. I'm gonna flash back there for you. Oh shit! <laughs> no, please don't. No, no, no. <laughs> right. it's always there. It's always there. <laughs> it's, I'm, I'm I'm being transported back in time. One <laughs> of the you know how the radio stations give out like promos and things like that. One of the things that they gave out that day was a remake cover of Rock and Roll Over. Okay. Of the actual album. And you know, was promoting the station KC ninety five. So it had all four of the members of KISS. Mm-hmm. Except that Gene Simmons, instead of being the regular demon, it was a character that's representative of KC ninety five, which is sweet meat. So <laughs> <laughs> Sweet, sweet meat. Uh, sweet, yeah, sweet meat. Where the hell is it? Oh, you can't see it. See, it's back here. This right here is it. This thing right here. It's behind the ticket. That was my name back in college. <laughs> sweet, sweet meat. Sweet meat, man. I tell you, he's the, he's the representative of KC95. He's a pig. <laughs> This is one of those useless, useless uh, facts. Useless facts that I just mm-hmm. keep in my head because, as you noticed, I've kept that. And this is nineteen. So we had the spaceman, nineteen ninety-seven, yeah. And then we had sweet meat. Yeah. <laughs> so 
sweet, sweet meat as the demon. Is it like a sausage or something? What no, is it? he's an actual pig. You know, he's, oh, pig, he's pig. a swine. <laughs> sweet meat. <laughs> I, I shit you not. KG95. <laughs> the best rock and roll station oh, in the country. Wow. Yeah, one I, of the best. Yeah, to, for me it is. Yeah, I didn't have any idea. Yeah, yeah, about sweet. Uh, meat. Yeah, sweet meat. <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite DJs is out of the Mighty Favaz. <laughs> wow, he's out of there too. You Fantastic. Know? That's my, you know, my love for radio, Adam. It's always, it's always there, you know. <laughs> but sweet meat, yeah, he was part of. The, I mean, they made him. A did great did honor. sweet meat at least have uh, <laughs> face paint? Yeah, it did. Oh, okay, the, good, the, good. The, I, I wish it was. It's just behind the ticket, and I'm gonna take that shit apart. You know, oh, that, it's that, in that little that, display case that over there. Display thing I have. It, the t- it's actually behind the ticket. Okay. So yeah, I'll show it to yeah, you we, someday. Maybe we need to expose the sweet meat. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Again, keep your germ joy. And you're uh, okay. exposing your sweet meat <laughs> on that side over there. Matter of fact, that's my chair, Adam, here. And that, of course, Promotion Studios 1. Please. I was wondering why it had rubber covers on it. <laughs> why, why is that on there? <laughs> Adam, songs off of this album, if you are a, you know, if you are a uh, mm-hmm. significant Kiss fan, you're going to recognize some of these titles that I'm okay. going gonna to lay on you here, right? What do you uh, got? What we got? I Want You. Mm-hmm. Calling Dr. Love. Calling Dr. Love. Uh, That's ba- your song. Baby Driver, the one you just heard yeah. right now. Yeah. You know, Love Him, Leave Him. Okay. <laughs> a Gene Simmons ditty. Yeah. Hard Luck Woman, Adam. Oh, it's a good one. That's a great one. That's a really good you know, one. Some by Peter Chris, right? Yeah. And uh, Ladies Room, Adam. <laughs> Ladies room. Yeah. What happens? What happens in the ladies? Oh, that's a great song. I'm just. I'm not gonna spoil it for you. I want you to oh, go okay. ahead. I want you to go ahead and get all the way to your. Uh, <laughs> oh, whoa! That's Eagle Seal. Eagle Seal knows what happens there. Was that where he was having that conversation <laughs> with that lady at that have, house party? We have to interview Gosito, but I don't think until I, you know, I don't even know if he's going to put out a video this week. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's going to be he's going to be uh, replaced by the clam, Adam. I, I'm not... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Adam and Mr. Speed, Adam. That's that's the Mr. other Speed? one. So, yeah, Mr. Baby Speed, Baby Driver, and Mr. Speed. Oh, wow. no, that's what I am not known as, uh, Gosito. I am not Mr. Speed. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah. Well, that's a good one. Yeah, that did, was, it, did it just go platinum? Did it get? Uh, it was certified platinum, Adam. Okay, but yeah, I want you, I want you. That's, 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 how, that's a good that's, song. That's a great song. That's a great know? song. <laughs> yeah, there's some footage I think uh, of rock a rock and roll over show. I think it's out of Houston. You could Google it, or you, I mean, you could go onto YouTube and check it out. You know, I think it's the whole thing. The whole concert? Yeah, whole concert, yeah. Is it out of Houston or somewhere? Anyway, but you're going to get, you know, you get, you hear a lot of these these songs. I mean, right now, you hear Calling Dr. Love, and you don't hear anything else off of Rock and Roll Over when you go to the live shows. Hmm. I, don't, I don't remember listening to, I've heard Love Em, Leave Em. I don't think I've heard anything else. I, a couple of these songs are sung by Peter Chris, too, so. Yeah. I wonder if they're going to sell tickets for the opening of that restaurant down there in Oklahoma. I gotta check. I gotta check my Kiss Network to see what's going. You mean on like they're gonna have that. some sort of a grand opening celebratory event? Or yeah, something? usually Paul Stanley and, and Gene Simmons. Come oh, they'll to just show up. Yeah, they show oh, up. Okay. Yeah, but you know, I don't know. I mean, I have to look into that. You, is, it, is it a huge facility? Is it attached it really to a casino? It's. I don't know where they're gonna actually build the restaurant itself, but it's not a huge facility per se. Okay. I mean, it has a lot of land. I don't know how much of the reservation they're gonna use for that. 
Mm. But I don't know, you know. But yeah, again, Adam, that was today, Adam, and mm-hmm. Kiss History, baby. Yeah. yeah. I, I love them too. <laughs> <laughs> Is my home? I have a home. <laughs> I have. Oh, as long as I like. Sometimes. I think my head is so big because it is so full of dreams. <laughs> I have been Romeo. <laughs> what is this, Tommy? Adam, this is not Michael Jackson coming out of his rejuvenation. <laughs> his uh, his uh, rejuvenation uh, chamber, Adam. Oh, no, it's not? No. <laughs> it's Mr. <laughs> it's Mr. David Bowie, Adam. David Bowie? That's What's right, What's he trying to man. do? He's talking like a, a, a sick person. Uh, Adam, as a special person. Oh, special, <laughs> special person. <laughs> What is, what is he doing? <laughs> uh, it's a special person, Adam. So oh, anyway, okay. <laughs> Wait a minute, that, that that ring thing you just saw that the was chime? that was, yeah that chime was cancel culture. No, oh. <laughs> <laughs> they just gave us our first warning. <laughs> well, we get warnings at least. That's nice. Fuck you, cancel culture. <laughs> uh, yes, Adam. It was he was playing uh, the Elephant Man. Uh, David Bowie made his first appearance as the Elephant Man. At the Booth Theater, Adam, in Broadway, New York City. Like a Broadway play. Yeah, yeah. Like it was like a one-man thing or something? Oh, no, no, one no. It was play? an actual play, and it had some oh. other characters, The Elephant Man. That's also an old movie. I don't know if you've ever seen that one. Did he put on any uh, makeup to transform himself uh, into a grotesque figure? The, the What I've seen from it, no. I don't know if you got to see that would some be the, of the... Of that would the, legitimize the actual play if we had actual makeup, I guess. But I guess I, if you want to be up there and you want to still look like David Bowie. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's his ticket. <laughs> <laughs> I saw some of the this footage here preparing for the podcast, that the one that you uh-huh. that you got. Yeah. And I didn't okay. see him with any makeup. Did you? Did you? No, I didn't. Did I, you bother looking? I thought maybe this was like warm ups, <laughs> rehearsal, maybe. Did you or bother something? looking at him? You know, you I know, looked. David Bowie, he was a dreamy man. I looked. <laughs> and, you know, he, he, he affected himself. <laughs> He'd probably get canceled now for doing that, right? Because <laughs> oh. wouldn't, to have a special character, you have to have, to have like a, an actual special actor well, to yeah. portray. That yeah 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 you yeah. know I'm gonna I'm gonna send you a, t- a YouTube oh, good. Uh, of special actor that's on there <laughs> could have done a great job that's <laughs> <laughs> the elephant oh, good Adam I, I, I can't wait but David Bowie Adam was not the only artist to ever go on Broadway. Oh, no, or to not. be in any kind of musical or anything like this. Let me rattle off a few for you, if you don't mind, my friend. Sure, sure. Now, some we won't give three shits about, but others we will, right? Sure. Bruce Springsteen. I was, I was gonna, that was the one that I had chambered in my mind. He went on his, as himself, and he was the producer, writer, composer, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Did he do a little talk, a little bit of play, probably? He did. He's a, he's a champ in that, of course. Yeah. That's what he does. You know, that's Bruce Springsteen's charm is to connect. With the regular human being. Yeah. Even though he's not one, but you know. The blue collar folk. Right, yeah. Sure. Bono and the Edge, Adam. They were on Broadway? Yeah. Hmm, okay. They came up with some bullshit called Spider. <laughs> <laughs> what was their bullshit? Spider Man Turn Off the Dark was the name of their play. They were actors in they it were or produ- they wrote it? Producer, writers, and composers. Oh, okay. I guess they jumped. So they, they didn't the, take to the stage. Yeah, I though. guess they took on to the Spider-Man craze or something. Okay. Usher, Adam. 
All right. Right? Is the guy from, is it, is it Get Low? Is he's on that one? I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, he was in Chicago. I thought Broadway's in New York. No, no, no. It's the play Chicago. Oh, Like okay. the movie Chicago, Queen Latifah was on. Remember that movie? Catherine Zeta-Jones. Yeah, there you go. That's I, didn't, I never saw that, but I saw the commercials for it. I saw the cover of it. Adam okay. Puff Daddy. P. Diddy was up there. P. Diddy, mm. right? Uh, Sean Combs, right? Yes. <laughs> Sean Puffy. Sean Puffy Combs. Yes. Raising in the Sun, Adam. All right, all right. He was okay. an actor. As a matter of fact, uh, yesterday, uh, Sidney Poitier. Poitier. Yeah, Poitier. He died yesterday, man. He was like 97 years old. Right. Well, he was, he what was, was he in? Like uh, Heat of the Heat of the Night he or was something not, like that? Heat of the Night is like that. No, Heat of the Night is another black guy. It's not Cindy Poitier. Oh. Looks like him, but it's not really him. Is he, but, did, he, did he have the line, they call me Mr. Tibbs? <laughs> what was that from? <laughs> that is off of... It was off. He also did Raise It in the Sun, by the way. Oh, he the did? The movie, yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know if Mr. Tibbs is that one. Was he the, the witness in the court? I don't remember. I don't, anyway, I, remember, I just matter. remember the line. Adam. They call me Mr. Tibbs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ricky Martin, Adam, and oh. Debbie Gibson. Well, it would be Deborah Gibson, right? Oh, she was an adult. Les Miserables. They were both actors. They were in miserable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know how miserable the crowd was after that. <laughs> Green Day, Adam, Mr. Billy Joe Armstrong. Uh. American uh, idiot, or American something? idiot, right? Yeah, he was okay. a writer, producer, composer, actor, right? Right. Also in Waitress Adam, another play for a friend of his. He was an actor in that play. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Cindy Lauper, hmm. Kinky Boots Adam. She was an actress on this one. No idea. Linda Rodstan. We spoke about her, I think, on the previous podcast. Maybe. And she was in the Pirates of Penzance. She was an actress in that one. Okay. This is the one's gonna blow you away. All right, right I like it. David Bryan. You know David Bryan is Adam. You do. David He's Bryan? the keyboardist of Bon Jovi. Okay. Don't get I'm excited. I'm, I mean, I am enthused. Yeah, check this out. Yeah. The play Memphis on uh, Broadway. Memphis. Memphis, right? That was the title of the play. That's a play. Oh. He was a composer and the lyricist for that play. Very successful, by the way. And he hid away, you know, from he was just credited as himself with no ties whatsoever to Bon Jovi. Hmm. So that was pretty cool. Okay. And of course, Mr. Broadway himself, Elton John Adam. Oh, really? Yeah. Lion King, Ida, Lestat, Billy Joel, uh, B- Billy Joel, <laughs> <laughs> Billy Elliot Adam. <laughs> the Devil Wears Prada. All these were Broadway shows. That's right. Wow. Yes, sir. Why don't people just go to the movies? <laughs> they all exist in movie form. Have you ever been to a Broadway show? <laughs> I've never been to Broadway. <laughs> I've never, I've never been to them, New York. They bring them here. They bring them here, the place. Uh, yeah. They're going to bring actually the Lion I, King at them in, uh, like, sometime in the, in yeah, the uh, I, I thought about becoming, becoming cultured a little bit. Is that what it is? I think so. I mean, it's it's branching out. I mean, I was thinking recently, like, I haven't really went and witnessed symphonic music, like an orchestra, like doing something, you know? Oh. I haven't done that. I haven't seen a play uh, you know, I'm, I'm, am I missing out on this? I don't know. Do you think we should show up in uh, tuxedos and uh, and Guns and Roses t-shirts? <laughs> <laughs> Do you think they'll let us in, Adam? Uh, I don't know. Is there a dress code? Does it usually have a dress code? <laughs> yeah, it does. It Jeez, does. <laughs> I'm out then. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. I mean, there, there, there be, there be some. I think Wicked has come to town. There's some other ones. That I, have, I have thought about yeah. going to these things. Like I thought, this would be a good experience to go to it and see if it 
if it had any appeal to me. Well, there's some rock and roll heroes here have been, uh, you know, on Broadway. So and to me, it gives. Yeah, some but they're mostly doing, like you said, bullshit. No, well, check this out. Off Broadway, Adam. One of my heroes, Paul Stanley. Oh yeah, he was the Phantom Adam. <laughs> oh, he was the Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, but he was off Broadway. He was so off Broadway. He was in Canada. <laughs> oh, that is way. That's off. <laughs> Off a bit, isn't it? <laughs> so there you go, Adam. <laughs> nice. I'll look into that. David Boy wasn't the only. <laughs> Ooh, Adam, I love this song. I know you do. I know who this is, man. This is Thin Lizzy. Jailbreak. Jailbreak. <laughs> There was a little hiccup there <laughs> when you were extracting it made, the It made me think here for a minute. You were extracting the information. Did I screw that up or what? <laughs> it took me like seven hours to remember the logical song. <laughs> so, hey, Adam, What are the facts about Thin Lizzy that we need to know? Uh, check this out, man. In uh, January the 4th, 1986, bro, mm-hmm. after a long battle with addiction, Adam, yes. Thin Lizzy frontman Phil Linet, right? Oh, yeah. Died at age 36. Ooh, that's young, well, he, man. He beat the other guys, though. <laughs> the, the 27 Club? Yeah, the 27 Club. Yeah, I guess so. And evidently, he hasn't started his own club, so he's kind of like a loner on this one. Ugh. Irish singer, songwriter, and bassist uh, died of heart failure and pneumonia after being in a coma for eight days following Adam. Guess what? ODs? A drug overdose. Yeah, that's what With happens. Then Lizzie, he had a 1973 hit, Whiskey in the Jar. We all know that was covered by the Metallica mighty Metallica. Very good. And I didn't even know it was, It was to be honest with you, I didn't know it was uh, Thin Lizzie's until, you know, obviously I researched it a little bit yeah. later. Yeah. What was that off of Monster? Garage Inc.? What was Garage that? Garage Inc. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, uh, we went from Thin Lizzie to Metallica. <laughs> we always do that. <laughs> the well, hits. We think of our favorite versions. Yeah. Like, oh, remember that Metallica version? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's good. The hits with the boys are back in town. Jailbreak, we just heard. Yeah. And Waiting for an Alibi. Uh, the group's 1978 album, Live and Dangerous, Adam, spent 62 weeks in the UK charts. So they were a little bit more popular out there in, hmm. uh, in Europe than here. Line it fronted several bands as a lead vocalist, you know, including another a band known as Skid Row at the time, Adam. Alongside Gary Moore, the life-size bronze statue of Phil Lynott, uh, Adam, was unveiled on Harry Street in Dublin, Ireland. I think that's a cool and fitting uh, tribute to uh, Phil. Yeah, that's just not too bad. That's pretty cool. Pretty good. Rest in peace. Woo! Adam. Uh, this is known as one of the whole Go ahead, play it out. Yes, Tommy? I was reading at him. Oh. <laughs> did, did that interrupt you? <laughs> Adam, I was reading. Yes. Uh, on uh, the Headbangers Ball uh, fan page on oh, Facebook. Facebook group. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I, I find it. I love it. You know, the, that is a great... It seems uh, like there's always like some weird material that pops yeah. up there that you're not going to find anywhere else. There's some of the subjective. This is the best band, you know, that kind of deal like that. But, you know, again, it's like, well, and some, not really. And sometimes it's like somebody's personal history. Yeah, it's like, yeah. hey, I went to the this concert. Here's a here's my picture with the band. Pretty, and that's something. pretty cool. Yeah. You know, but, but, you know, there was one that they asked kind of like they pulled. And those I'll put my two cents in. Mm-hmm. And one of the best, and I can't tag you, by the way, for some reason. 
Oh no! But uh, I've tried. Okay. One of the questions that they asked was, you know, out of the out of the norm is, yeah. which is the best song that has a great drum intro to it? Oh, and Painkiller okay. popped up. And in your, a lot in of, your mind? No, 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 not oh, okay. in mine. You know, the stables were there, YYZ, all this stuff was, mm-hmm. was going on. And, and I'm thinking, like, you know what? You know, who does think about Painkiller? And I, you know, I played it and I said, oh, wow, yeah, 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 yeah. It just gets you right from the get-go. It's like mm-hmm. you can't, it, if it's at a show, if you're going from a fast song to a faster song, this would be the, the one to go. Hmm. Painkiller just keeps the crowd going, I guess is what I want to say. But yeah, I thought it was pretty good. And by the way, I've had this this song on the past three scripts. I just left it on there. Found a way to put it in here. <laughs> <laughs> you know what they do with the song? They, they probably play a song from their new album. Mm-hmm. And everybody's kind of in the doldrums. <laughs> and then at the end of that song, they go right into Painkiller. <laughs> and everybody's it, electrified. Wait, it wakes everybody up. <laughs> He's electrified like my grandson. <laughs> Doesn't stop. <laughs> Following his suicide attempt at him on January the 6th, 1986, mm. an alcohol-fueled nervous breakdown, Uh-oh. Judas Priest frontman Rob Halford, Whoa. finally, Adam, finally, mm-hmm. and we thank the metal gods for this, went into rehab. Wow. Do you I think he, do you I, think I he not, had... For some reason, I can't remember anything that Rob Halford had attempted suicide. I don't know what it is. Wow, Maybe yeah. I need to read his book. I couldn't remember. I, I always remember the court stuff with those guys who killed themselves listening to Judas Priest songs. Do you think with all the chemicals he had in him and 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 all of his emotion that he had about his 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 outside life or whatever that he you mean maybe, his homo, you mean his homosexuality? Maybe he laid down and he had a premonition. He said, "In a future January sixth, something's going to happen very <laughs> dire and very very sad, very." Cl- like a sign of a calamity in the American capital and he said I need to take my life now (laughs) I think he's an American citizen he lives in Phoenix so oh is he yeah yeah. he got out a month later completes the turbo album with the band and uh, managed to stay sober so, so from that time, he hasn't had a, a serious relapse anyway? Of what I get from here, I'm going to say, yeah. Nice, nice. So I, I think this was off a of sound fact, so I'm going to go, yeah, sure, absolutely. Maybe you need to hit that su- suicidal point, <laughs> and then you get help, and he's like, oh, let's let's not, let's not hit it no more, Adam. <laughs> let's hit the next one, though. Listen to those drums, Adam. Very jungleistic. Sounds like that drummer has two arms. At that time, it is. <laughs> Very prominent. What do we got there? Well, it must be Def Leppard Get, taking us to the Rock Bridge. Oh, oh Rock Bridge. <laughs> Thank you. I'm not the only one screwing up tonight, Adam. Uh, don't I'm, don't I'm edit that out. Make sure that's the, there. Sp- screwing up this morning, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Def Leppard's uh, Steve Clark Adam died from alcohol poisoning on Uh-oh. January the eighth, Adam, in nineteen ninety one. At the time of his death, Clark was on a leave of absence from <laughs> from Def Leppard. There he is. Come back. This is what Joe Elliott says. Okay, mm-hmm. we'd given him six months off. Told him to go and spend some time in his beautiful house that he had bought in Chelsea, England. Adam, mm-hmm. eat some food cooked by yourself. Take his clothes out of his suitcase and put them where his wardrobe belongs. Mm-hmm. But instead, he spent most of his time at him where? 
in that the, pub the bar? around the corner. Yeah. And did things uh, like get so drunk he'd fall down the stairs and crack Adam his ribs. <laughs> so he'd be on serious medication from crack ribs and he'd carry oh, on drinking. Sure. Weeks prior to his death, Clark had registered Adam. You're going to love this. Okay. A blood alcohol level of 0.59. Hold on. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Isn't legal limit like 0. 0.08 yes, or something yeah, like that? Yeah, 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 Holy yeah, yes, that's. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, oh. that is right. That's like six times legal limit. Wow. That, isn't that, that crazy? Is, that's dedicated to that your craft. Is, that's, that's rock and roll. That's dedicated to your craft beer. Clark was, Clark was found dead on his couch by his girlfriend. He was 30 years old, Adam. Oh, man, we're getting younger with these yeah, deaths. The postmortem revealed that the cause of death was respiratorial failure caused by a lethal mixture of alcohol and, Adam, prescription drugs. At the time of his death, Clark had a blood alcohol level, Adam, of, of 0. 0.30. Hmm. Uh, and he also had morphine in his system. So anyway, well, pain for the ribs. Anyway, in happier news, Adam. Okay. In 2007, Clark was ranked 11 in a Classic Rock Magazine's 100th Wildest Guitar Heroes. Wildest so, based yeah, on yeah, lifestyle, yeah, I'm yeah, assuming? Yeah, I guess so, yeah. Hmm. And uh, he was inducted posthumously. <laughs> Most human, he, was, he wasn't human anymore. I guess he was just a soul, floating soul into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But nobody really cares about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> no, not really. But we do care about this. What's coming up? Oh, what is that? Oh, we do so very much care about this. This is Iron Maiden. Bring your daughter to the skull. What time is it? Honey, it's getting close to midnight. Oh. And all the myths are still in town. True love lipstick on your litter. Adam. Bite the pillow. January the 1st, Adam, 1991. Iron Maiden went to number one on the UK singles charts okay. with Bring Your Daughter. To the slaughter. This made it to number one at UK. Yeah. Wow. How I could thought, that be? I thought, I thought you'd find. How it, could uh, that be? Humorous. <laughs> uh, the second single from their album, "No Prayer for the Dying," wow. became. Listen to this. This is gonna love this. This. I think we may have covered this before. Okay. Uh, became the lowest selling number one since 1960, <laughs> 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 with just over 42,000 copies sold in its first week. So I guess a lot of new music was musical doldrums yeah, yeah, at this they, time. Yeah, yeah, they weren't kids, so that, but it doesn't matter. They they're, they're in the record books. It doesn't matter. I'll take it. The song was originally recorded, and released in Bruce Dickinson's uh, solo work for Nightmare on Elm Street number five. Really? So this song graced a Freddie, mm. or Freddie was graced with this song. with this song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty awesome. You know, the Dream Child, I guess, is the one that also Dokken was. <laughs> Was on that uh, oh, was on that album, on that, on that, that, same on album. that record, yeah. Jeez, <laughs> Lynch is a great guitarist, I think. Anyway, but I also get my cousin Joy's a big Dokken fan. Okay, but Maiden bassist Steve Harris liked it, so the group, guess what, man, re-recorded, and you could tell, man, you could tell that he's on. Have there. you listened to both versions? Uh, no, I've only listened to the. Yeah, I, I, I love the live version always. Especially if we have a Maiden show. And especially if you catch them in Rio or something. Where yeah, the, it, the crowd is just Recorded going live, whatever it is, that's, you know, it's just a yes. great song. It's always the best. And it's like, take your daughter to the slaughter. No. I, I All like the you. way to number one. <laughs> <laughs>
video games on that? Sounds kind of digitally, doesn't it? Yeah. It says, this is a song called Pull My Hair by Bright Eyes. Oh. Bright Eyes, like from the Planet of the Apes? Is there somebody called Bright Eyes? Yeah. yeah. It was uh, Charlton Heston. He's that's, Bright Eyes? That's what uh, I think. That's what uh, Kira would call him, or, or whatever the, oh. the, the, the doctor, uh, the doctor monkey. <laughs> my my brain is going all okay. crazy on that. Bright eyes. I think so. I'm almost sure she called them bright eyes. Yeah. Okay. Hey, it doesn't matter. I don't want to flash back to that. I love the Planet of the Apes, and I just forgot the names of you know of half the, the characters. Half the cast. Yeah. <laughs> two thousand one, Adam. January the fourth, two thousand and one. Yeah. U.S. rapper Adam. Mm-hmm. Vanilla Ice yes. <laughs> spent the night in jail after allegedly ripping out Adam. Uh oh. What'd he do? Some of his wife's hair, so pull my hair. Oh. <laughs> Robert Van Winkle, yeah. the Iceman, told police he pulled out some of his wife's hair to prevent her from jumping out of his truck. Oh. So it was a. He was trying to it hold was an her. Act, it was an act of protection, of kindness. Yes. If you ask me. <laughs> he was released the following morning. I don't think the cops bought it because he was what? released. He was released the following morning from Broward County Jail in Fort Lauderdale with a $3,500 uh, bail. Uh, if she would have accepted some of his joy germs, then she probably wouldn't have wanted to jump out of the truck. All right, stop. <laughs> she didn't hear him. All right, stop. <laughs> Collaborate at least. <laughs> Adam, uh-huh. after being released, he got home and she told him, I'm still hurt. His response was, I got a wig for you, baby. Nope. Put some ice, ice baby on it. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of fans yelling here, Adam. A lot of fans. Oh, okay. What do you think this could be from? Oh, this is 2002, Adam. Okay. And this is Sticks Renegade. Yeah, it is. One of their coolest songs. Absolutely is. And I know it's one of your favorite I, songs. I really love it. <laughs> <laughs> I just I had to read this a little bit further. <laughs> All right, man. 2002, Adam. January the 5th, 2002. And you, I should just let you say this. No, one. no, no, no. Go ahead. With, with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes! <laughs> Let's go. Down 24-7 in a playoff game against the Cleveland Browns. They play? Renegade. Renegade, Adam. By sticks. Defensive hype music. Wow. Which fired up the crowd and impels. It does it say impels or compels? Them to come back and win. Wow. It is like, uh, I think early in the fourth quarter, usually, after the offense has got a certain amount of momentum, maybe they've come off of a score or something, and the defense is getting ready to take the field and they're trying to maintain that momentum, gets quiet. And then the first little strength, the first little beginning of, of Renegade comes out, and then the place just explodes and all the little terrible towels are flying. And they maintain this noise throughout the song, and then the beginning of the of the next series of plays, and give, trying to give the the defense an extra push, emotional push, to to stop their combatants. Oh, it's wow. fantastic! I can't wait to go 
to an important game there in Pittsburgh. And have, you ever, have you ever been? No, no, not not in Pittsburgh. I haven't been there. When they that. were getting when they were getting beat the other day by uh, Kansas City, oh, getting whooped, <laughs> whooped hard. Oh, yeah. where was I? Was watching that game. And it doesn't matter because I just happened to be there. And I said, "Oh, I thought about you there for a minute." Yeah. I said, Eek. yeah, not good. That wasn't good. One of my, I like one of these stories where. Don't you think when at least when they got on the scoreboard, maybe Renegade was playing inside their helmets? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> on the players' helmets? No, no, no. Well, they, on the scoreboard is just a series of highlights of Steeler defenders blasting offensive players wow. and totally destroying them. But I like one time they played in Los Angeles against the Chargers, I think. And, okay. And the Chargers just moved there. Usually whenever the Chargers have a home game, it's mostly populated by the opposing team's fans. So okay. even though you're in L.A. So, so anyway. Stadium full of haters. When, yeah. When, when the Steelers went there, it was mostly Steeler fans. And they played Renegade there. <laughs> and like the, the Charger fans were, or the Charger players, they were very upset. With they're that. like, what the? Do we have a home field at all? <laughs> can, we, can anybody help us out? Please. That's a pretty cool thing, man. You know, you know what, though? I mean, uh, they're playing Renegade, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. At least they're not playing Adam. Relax from Frankie goes to Hollywood. <laughs> No, we don't need that. That's a hype. <laughs> Maybe it was the Chargers needed that one. Of the big guy called the gorilla. Wish you could be here. All right, Adam. Who do we have here, man? Ray Davies. Oh. Singing about the big guy. No kidding. Ray Davies, Kinks. Kinks. Yeah. Adam, 2004, January the 5th, 2004. Ray Davies, Adam of the Kinks, was shot. What? Yeah. <laughs> that, in 2004, yeah. Check this out. What do you mean? I, I'm not shitting you, man. It was for real. It's it, And uh, Ray Davies of the Kings, who was just 18 years ago, man, was shot in the leg when he pursued two men who snatched his girlfriend's purse. Oh. Oh, shit. He was doing a heroic act. Yeah, I think yeah, he was 59 years old. He sung about it in this 2018 track, The Big Guy, the song we just heard right here. <laughs> was it The Big Guy, the one that shot him? Or did, yeah. did he think he was going to go meet I, The Big I, Guy? I, I didn't bother listening to the song, but <laughs> maybe it would make a movie out of it. Uh, Davies was admitted into the medical center of Louisiana, but his injuries were not considered serious. Oh, wow. He's in the French Quarter, by the way. It happened as they walked in the French Quarter in New Orleans. Mm. Uh, an accomplice was arrested, but charges were dropped because Davies was in London and did not return for the trial. And again, it says he's 59 years old, man. Wow. Isn't that something? That I didn't know that wild. about Reed Davis. That's pretty cool. No. The fact <laughs> that he took a bullet, that's pretty yeah, good. No shit. I'm still, I hope he's still with her. <laughs> <laughs> All right. DMB Adam, Dave Matthews Band. Wow. Is that a, is that a good thing? Yeah. Wow, here's pretty cool. So 2001 Adam. January the 3rd, 2001. We went back three years for some reason. <laughs> okay. The Dave Matthews Band became the first major artist to release a song on Napster. Oh, exclusively on Napster? Yeah. Only available to the Napster crowd? Yeah, they said, I did it, is this song right here, actually, debuts in the controversial file-sharing platform. Unlike Metallica, who successfully sued the company for copyright infringement mm. a year earlier, and were all spoken critics of digital piracy. Hmm. Uh, Dave Matthews' uh, band figures, if you can't beat them, join them. Did they ask for any sort of dona- donation through any site or anything? It just says, or... I don't see the sense in fighting something that is the future. I don't feel that I am in a position to say I am being ripped off by Napster in any way. 
Matthews told MTV, we will always be able to play music and no one will be able to take that away from us. They take your dough away from according to a Lars. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Huh. That's pretty cool, you know? I didn't, I didn't know anybody ever did that, where yeah. it was just put songs directly out on Napster. That's good. As we progress in this podcast, Adam, we're going to pull out some more shit. We're still learning we're... more <laughs> things. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good thing. All right, so it must be sleepy time. <laughs> we haven't picked up, have we? <laughs> some people would say, you're finally learning. At last. <laughs> <laughs> By Etta James. By Adam. Etta James. <laughs> Not the Beyonce. Uh, Not the Beyonce version, Adam. No. But in uh, January the 5th, 2009, Adam, Beyonce serenaded uh, former President Barack Obama mm -hmm. and his wife, Michelle, at the neighborhood ball as the couple shared their first dance together as president and first lady of the U.S., Adam. Oh, right after inauguration. I got gotcha. you. That's right. The choice of Etta James' signature hit, At Last, throws the blue singer into a fit of rage. Aimed at Beyonce. Oh, why, why was she so upset? Uh, she good. should be honored by her, choosing that song. Just a month before, before the neighborhood ball celebrating Obama's inauguration, Beyonce gave an acclaimed performance, okay, as soul singer Etta James in the musical biopic Cadillac Records. So she acted as Etta James. Not a movie that I saw, but you know. Okay. I saw the one she was with uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. I forgot which one that was called. Anyway. I saw uh, Austin Powers 3. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Foxy. Foxy Cleopatra. Yeah, I love it. She's a whole lot of women. Oh, yeah. A whole lot of women. <laughs> <laughs> Among other songs, Beyonce recorded James' 1961 hit, At Last, for the soundtrack that won Adam mm. a Grammy. Okay. None of this seemed to bother Ed at the time. All right. And, <laughs> and guess what? She greeted warmly uh, Beyonce at this premiere. So I don't know what the deal is. Anyway. But, she didn't, but she didn't want her to sing the song no. at this occasion oh, okay. for the Obamas. Then this is the reason why. But when, when the Obamas asked Beyonce to sing at last to accompany their special moment at the inauguration ball, James exploded. Oh. <laughs> I can't stand that Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> Does that mean that she was she was upset that she wasn't asked herself to I sing guess, it? I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Cena woke up again. We mentioned Beyonce. Beyonce. <laughs> oh, I can't stand that Beyonce. Anyway, it keeps on going here. Evidently, she was butthurt that it was Beyonce that was was picked hmm. by uh, by the Obamas, calling him a big ear dude and everything. He called. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> she, she took it really personal. Yeah, I'm going to read this quote here to make sure that I can't stand Beyonce. She has no business up there singing on a big old president day, singing my song <laughs> that, <laughs> that I've been singing forever, says James, at a Seattle concert after a tirade against Obama and his big ears. <laughs> wow. <laughs> then she later backpedaled and whatnot. And she was not happy. Then she said she was just hurt because she was left out. So I guess she was just butthurt, man. That's all it is. <laughs> <laughs> and the the funny thing is, uh, at last, really isn't her song either. It was written 1941, you know, and it was performed by somebody called, uh, I guess, Orchestra Wives, some group or some film. Anyway, mm. long story short, is she got it wasn't her song, <laughs> not like my songs, you know. Right, right, right. And, and, it, was, it. and it was all screwy on that one. <laughs> Wild. How did we become a? Uh, Gospely, we went yeah. from Edda to this. Yeah. Lord, I know how 
long you wait. It's the man in black. Oh. For me. Mr. Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash. Very cool. Back in the fold. Adam, 2016. Mm-hmm. January the 5th, 2016. Yeah. I think the song has been sung by a lot of people. This is a gospel. Is it? Yeah, I think this is a gospel hit. I'm not sure, yeah. Well, I better bloody well know right. <laughs> <laughs> Guns and Roses, Adam. <laughs> Guns and Roses, all right. January the 5th, 2016, Adam. Okay. Confirmed that Slash and Duff McKagan, <laughs> who have not performed with the band since 1993, will join them to headline a, at Coachella, Adam. So in other words, Slash and Duff were back in the hole. Back in the fold. <laughs> I like it. They later announced a full tour with, with Slash and McKagan, which, by the way, you and I have been to two shows already. So yeah, absolutely. You can't beat that. No. Nah, bro, you, you see me, bro? I'm hard, bro. I'm hard, bro. I'm hard, bro. I'm hard, bro. Let's get started. It's the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast. Historic hip-hop rapizzle moment. Yo. I gotta, I gotta get tough face for this one. <laughs> oh, shit. I don't know what we're in for on this one. Yeah. What do we got here? That's the Wu Tang. If you didn't hear that, the Wu Tang. Got it. This is the second time you Wu Tang makes it onto uh, uh, hip hop rap hizzle. <laughs> anyway, there, there is there. They must have a few of the Wu Tang songs. Must be your song. I don't know. You they, think? Well, see the here's the deal though. Or, or do you or do you like their uh, uh, martial like, arts culture? I like that too. Yeah. Check this out. I'll be honest with you. I try to try to get some significant something that's gonna stick out, right? But the great majority of what hip hop comes out mm-hmm. in history, it doesn't matter what website I go to, has the stuff that's bad. It's like bad times. Oh, just really? for hip hop. So yeah, because I found because uh, it's like a, a killing or a shooting. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. remember that just the, the last episode I think is where we brought up where where Tupac got shot five times. Oh yeah, that's right. You know, one of them was in his groin. You know, he must have been not even know. a kill shot yeah, there. Yeah. He he took two in the yeah, groin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you asked if he was hard or not, Adam. I, said, I don't know. I don't know. Was he using that to deflect bullets? I have no idea. You know. Well, the guy in the intro says, "I'm hard, bro. I'm hard, bro. I'm hard, bro." <laughs> Hey, oh man. yeah! Oh yeah! <laughs> 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 it all of a sudden is like a kung fu hustle. You see that movie? <laughs> anyway, uh, Wu Tang man, that was what protect your neck. I think was the uh, that protect record. your neck. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, rapper Russell Tyrone Jones, Adam, also known as. ODB, old oh, dirty, dirty bastard. bastard. Yes, yes. You know the uh, welfare cheating rapper. Well, <laughs> <laughs> right. Adam, his FBI file was released. What do you think about that? Oh, he has an FBI file. He had an FBI file. What were the, they watching him for? The report details. Check this out. The re- I'm glad you asked. <laughs> the report details nine arrests for the rapper. 
okay, and so says his group, the Wu-Tang Clan, is heavily involved in the sale of drugs, mm-hmm. illegal guns, weapons possession, murder, carjacking, human wow. trafficking, amongst other types of violent crime. That's a lot of stuff. <laughs> Murders. And, <laughs> it's, and it's the FBI that has the file on these guys, so I don't wow. know. I really don't know. Mr. Bastard. What do they have in the file? They released it, right? Yeah, but I'm sure this file was redacted. Oh. You know, I'm sure it was. It had a bunch of uh, black blobs on there. Okay. Scribbling, <laughs> scribbling out stuff and names. But there and- wasn't one section for his... For ODB's murders. Uh, no, I guess not. Well, ODB's drug sales. Maybe maybe suspicion, maybe stuff that informants were, were giving. I don't know. I'm, this hmm. is We could go ahead and ask for it through the uh, the Freedom of Information Act, Adam, if we're that interested. Oh. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Actually, I went into one of the websites that they that they cited on this, and it was the New York Times, I think it was, or one of those papers. And you had to subscribe and do something. I said, screw you. Oh, no, we're it's not that. that freaking important. Mr. Bastard had died on November the 13th, 2004, age 35, Adam, of what? A drug overdose. No, a drug overdose. <laughs> he should have sold all that instead of using it all. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The autopsy found a lethal mixture of cocaine and prescription opioid tramadol, Adam. Oh. So, yeah, yeah. The file wasn't made public until eight years later. Wow. And that, Adam, was our hip-hop rap-hizzle. Uh, history. I thought ODB was still with us. I didn't. I didn't know even know he was dead. He's, did I not tell you that? I don't know. I don't know. I, I can't keep track. I can, yeah. You know, <laughs> there's there's still there's still Tupac sightings. It's like Elvis, you know. Oh, maybe he is still around. <laughs> this has no introduction, Adam. It doesn't need. It doesn't need it. Just needs us to play four minutes of this song right now. <laughs> of just this intro. <laughs> All right. Adam, 2020. January the 7th. Yesterday, Adam, actually. Oh, uh, yeah? Uh, two years ago, yeah. Neil Peart, Adam, uh, drummer and lyricist. Yeah. Of Canadian rock band Rush. Mm. Died of brain cancer, age 67, which we did hold a tribute show here in the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name podcast, available on Spotify. I think. Apple Podcast. Yes. yes. Castbox. Owl Tail? <laughs> Trail? <laughs> Cat got your tongue out. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, I think that was the first. Uh, Devastating thing we ever covered on the on the uh, podcast. The second being Eddie Van Halen. Yes, but this was this was the number one. Yeah. This was the this uh, is... the first thing that hit really hard. Yeah, we got people recorded some tributes. This is a good podcast. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Very very cool. But yeah, this happened two years ago. I saw I, Neil. Two Peart, years already like that. Man. I saw Neil Peart just last night. Because out of the blue, were you, were you, my were, wife, were you in heaven or something? Were you, my, in, were you in rock god heaven? Matter of fact, the rock gods haven't showed up for a while, Adam. On the, uh, yeah, I know it's been a long time. <laughs> Maybe they're not looking down on no. us anymore. No, the rock gods, the speaker's gone. <laughs> <laughs> but my wife inexplicably put on the movie I Love You Man yesterday on Friday. Oh, wow, just yesterday, she Two put years. it on. Wow, and I, I, I enjoyed that movie, it was very funny. And of course, they attend a rush show in the middle of that thing, and I saw there's Neil Peart. 
Wow. Man on the drums. Man, place a number four in uh, Rolling Stone's list of all-time greatest drummers, Adam. And better news than the death of, uh, you know, Rush-related, obviously. Yes. January the 8th of 1979, Rush were named Canada's official ambassadors of music by the Canadian government. So they were officially the official music ambassadors. ambassadors of the country. The people that they would choose to send out to the world to say, hey, mm-hmm. these are our Canadian young men. <laughs> Enjoy their music. Mm-hmm. Even though, at that time, they were probably considered very nerdy. Their audiences were 90% men. They didn't appeal very much to the mainstream at that time, I don't believe. There's there's a story, I think it was on uh, Gene Simmons' Twitter. Which, by the way, Gene Simmons is tearing up Twitter. He's <laughs> got a new... He's like the oldest influencer out there, you know? Uh-huh. And uh, he was talking about, I maybe it was in these past couple of days commemorating you know the death of Neil that he was he was out there they were touring with Kiss and he was trying to get them laid and they <laughs> they didn't want no part of it <laughs> it's like what <laughs> we don't plan on taking this you're back. rock stars guys <laughs> we, yeah we don't want to plan on taking this back to, to it's what we yeah. do <laughs> it was very cool actually and I think I want to say that I, I, I saw an interview with Giddy but my bad for tying in Rush with Kiss <laughs> I, I can't do anything about that <laughs> There are song lyrics. I never brag how real I keep it, because it's the best secret. There are also lyrics that will captivate your imagination. And then there are the Tommy and Adams hard-to-name podcast lyrics that will... Blow your mind! Ooh, Adam. I gots to take my rock and roll stance, baby. I see it. Wow. <laughs> the, the entire studio is shaking. <laughs> I think it's shaking because Gosilo probably is at the bathroom or something. I got, He's waving I got, his tail back and forth. <laughs> oh, man, Adam. Yeah. Soundgarden. Soundgarden's outshined, Adam. Yes. Is this week's lyrics that will blow your mind. We're going to, it's going to suffer some lyrical analysis. <laughs> it's not going to suffer. You're, <laughs> you're going to be edified. You're going to grow, Adam. Okay. You will construct from the foundation up to the highest floor of this building Woo. that I'm about to take you, baby. Man, I can't wait. Check this I've out. heard this song hundreds of times, but have I analyzed the lyrics of it? No, I have not. Now, check check it out. Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. We have just finished, Adam, right? Mm-hmm. The Christmas season. We did. You know? You can mind to turn it on because we got to start it up here and there as we try okay. to analyze let's, what we're going to pause it right now. Just finished the Christmas season. One of the things that we, we spoke about, actually, in the previous uh Podcasts, Christmas season can be considered depressing. Is can it be? You know, can it be not? Sure, I guess if you're you maybe know. if you find yourself alone or you don't have anybody yeah. to share it with, that could probably be depressing when you see everybody else uh, walking arm in arm, giving gifts to their loved ones. If you're witness to this, it might give you a certain bad feeling about your current situation. I suppose. Yeah, and it was released actually in December, Adam. So it was released back in December of 1991. Okay. 
This song actually speaks of depression, Adam. Now, that would seem to make sense, seeing how the uh, singer and uh, principal lyricist, as far as I know, Chris Cornell, had some history of depression. He battled it, yes. It kind of like gave you a warning. Mm -hmm. Some warning signs that, hey, this song, actually this song was written by... uh, Chris Cornell? Chris Cornell, yes. Okay. So it was giving you like an insight, but we were so involved... And I want to say we as an American collective in this grunge movement. Okay. And we're listening to these brutally well-defined riffs coming out of Soundgarden. So mm-hmm. it's... just like, you could just take that to the bank all day long. Right. You hear that, you get pumped, and you're like, wait a minute. How can this song of such an upbeat and great... Very energetic type of riff's going to be about. Yeah, it does. It does have kind of a, a thunderous uh, part to the beginning of it, to the riff. And then there's like that ascending part yes. where it kind of takes it higher, takes it up to another level, another plane. You, and feel, it, you feel like you're ascending. And it's his voice, too. His voice doesn't sound, mm. uh, you know, remember those mid 90 moody kind of pussy ass rock songs? Sure. You know, he was singing about depression. And this is going to be the cool thing about the song. And I'm not going to linger too much on this song because I don't want to ruin it for a lot of people. But anyway, it starts with, well, I got up feeling so down immediately. Mm. The first, first line in the lyrics. He needs somebody to give him some joy germs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hopefully that'll happen later in the third birthday. <laughs> Someday I'll, I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll take this serious. <laughs> I got off being sold out, right? He got off being sold out. So maybe the show was sold out at him. So he got up feeling down, right? Okay. And he was happy about being sold out, I guess, maybe in his show, right? I've kept the movie rolling. Maybe he was faking. It was part of the show. He just yeah, putting on part, a show. Yes, putting on the show. Mm-hmm. But the story's getting old now. Mm. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. All of a sudden, that machine is going and going and going. He's got and that I'm, level of success. And he's, he's got to show up and perform. And I, yeah, dance monkey dance. Br- bring yeah. it back. Bring it back to the one part right there. We're just gonna play that one verse. It's clear as daylight. And we can't stop from bouncing our heads. We're tweeties. <laughs> Let it play for a little bit. Okay. Then it goes into the second, into the second. And things aren't looking so good. You see himself. Now check this out. They're very cool. Stop it right there. Mm -hmm. And I'm feeling Minnesota. I'm feeling Minnesota is the lyric? Now check this out. It says, well, I just looked in the mirror. Yes. Right? And things aren't looking so good. Aren't looking so good. So the show is rolling. Okay. But all of a sudden I have a moment of realization. I just saw my face. I just saw my being. Maybe not literally, but maybe internally. Right? All right. All right. He says, I'm looking California. In other words, the movie's oh, rolling. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I'm looking good. But I'm feeling, feeling on the inside what you can't see oh. is Minnesota. I didn't even know those were the lyrics. Is the, <laughs> did this just blow your that's, mind? That's Boom. fantastic. Isn't that? that? That is really, and that's like a, a, a smart thing to throw in there. Like you have like the sunny, you know, laid back, well, what it used to be, 
laid back area. Like, oh, this is California. But <laughs> you're thinking about the the bitter cold and the dread <laughs> of Minnesota. Adam, the seasons wow. of wither. That's a fantastic. <laughs> the seasons of isn't that a wonderful play on words? I have, a, I have a new appreciation for this. I'm telling you. It's really cool. After you listen to Rock and Roll Over, you might want to pop this one. <laughs> I have a long I wanna, trip home. I want to recommend it to our uh, to our <laughs> listeners. So he is looking California and feeling Minnesota. Go into the go into the pre-chorus right now. Go ahead and hit that. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so now you know. Yeah. You repeat so now you know. Mm-hmm. So, okay, stop right there. Stop right there before we go into the course. So, he's saying, so now, guess what? You know, I just, Adam, confessed it to you mm-hmm. in the lyrics. Mm-hmm. I am Chris Cornell. At the time, unbeknownst probably to the world, probably one of the strongest vocalists in rock and roll. Sure. Extremely distinctive. You and I had the pleasure of seeing him acoustic. Yep. And it's no different when we went up to the Stifle or whatever that is up there in uh, yeah. Salina, Kansas. Remember a couple of years ago? Yeah. And now we know, dude. We know. He just told us, man, who gets mystified. Because it's not mystified as in you're going into a trance. It's mystified as, you know what? Mystification kind of confuses you and fucks you up. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. When you get mystified, like the smokers of cannabis, they get mystified. They really don't, you know, they're not. The drinkers of alcohol, they get a little mystified. So he's maybe comparing, this is just me speculating. Mystified meaning like some kind of outside of reality or something? Yeah, all of a sudden, hey, here's the deal. Who gets, so now you know who gets mystified. I do. Mm. I do. You now know. So then, and so before we play the before we play the chorus, Adam, this is the these are the words to it. Check it out. Okay. Show me the power, child. Mm-hmm. I'd like to say that I'm down on my knees today. Okay. Yeah, it gives me the butterflies, gives me away till I'm up on my feet again. Hey, I'm feeling. I'm feeling. Outshined, outshined, outshined. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and play it. Classic Cornell battle cry right there. Yeah. And his growl at the same time, it's melodic. Yeah. Almost, you, you can't compare it to anything. I can't get close to comparing any singer hmm. to Chris Cornell, just me. Okay. I, and, I, and again, I, I believe myself to be some kind of a rock and roll connoisseur other than that I remember names and shit, but that's, that's neither. Definitely, either. absolutely unique. And thank you for that word. But this is the coolest part of the song for me. Okay. He is feeling outshined. Okay. He's just letting you know, hey, give me, show me the power, right? I like to say, show it to me, give it to me. I want to see it. Where's this power? So he's, essentially, he's asking for help. Yes, that's right. That I'm down today on my I'm, knees. I'm again. telling you, yes, I'm down. So show yeah. me, give me some help here, man. Yeah, it gives me the butterflies. It gives me away. You're about to go on a show. You're about to play to 20,000 people, Adam, mm-hmm. at a minimum, right? And these festivals, these tours. Sure. You're a human being, man. 
not everybody is Dave Grohl, and nobody knows. I don't know how Dave Grohl feels on the inside, but I, I don't know if he feels like this at all. Because we've seen him multiple times, and he doesn't seem to have any kind of butterflies up there. No. He just rolls with the punches and goes with it. Mm-hmm. Remember that day he busted out the the uh, the box seat crowd? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you fuckers up there. Your nachos and shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Chris Cornell is the total opposite of this. I got the butterflies, you know, and it gives me a way, man. I don't know about you, Adam. I've seen the rock faces from the stage. I've told you this before. Yes, 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 yes. You've told me. Yeah. Yes, you've told me. It's a great feeling as yeah, you yeah. see upon sure. the crowd of 150. All the eyes are, are cast upon you. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So multiply that by 20,000. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so, but here's the part of the, maybe of the lyric mm-hmm. that you miss. Because you're, at that point, you're now we're analyzing lyrics and we're purposely looking at them for stuff that has to do with darkness. Yeah. But there's a little light here, Adam. And this is the part that I want to highlight Okay. on this chorus, right? This is, till I'm up on my feet again. Yes. Give me that help because I am going to rise again, Adam. Hmm. Unfortunately for him, he did not rise all the way up because we really don't know what happened. Yeah. At the end of the day, we really don't know. It's all you know wrapped up in mystery and whatnot. Yeah. I guess what I'm trying to say is, you could be depressive. You could be. You could feel low because not all human beings are cheery. You know, like you, you're a joy germer. Sure. Work and all that. Right, 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 right. Not everybody could be like that. No. Just to let people know that if you are like that, you can again get on your feet. And I'm gonna tell you what, man. I think I've told you this before. I'm I'm a patient of depression. I suffer from PTSD, uh, depression, anxiety, the whole kit and caboodle through therapy and you know admitting it and looking for help. It helps you out. Mm-hmm. It really does to get through life. You know, you don't have to be. Personally, I'm not one of those people that subscribe that cannabis is gonna help you with your anxiety all the time. Okay. I could see where you may be a cancer patient or something like that because life is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, life of mortals, you're not going to have that pressure of delivering to 20,000 people every other day for X amount of time. That has to take a toll. Plus, everything else you're going because you're medicating as you're going. You're having issues with oxycodone, all kinds of stuff because, you know, this is documented mm-hmm. on Chris Cornell. Yeah. But, you know, he still has the time to, to write it in a song that is so popular and so great. I mean, the great majority of the people do just like you. They'll listen at him sure. and go, wow, listen to that riff. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. feeling outshine. Yeah, show me the power. And then blah, 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 blah. You, don't want to listen. you hear show me the power clearly. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, He-Man, show me the power. <laughs> right, right, right. And he doesn't know that He-Man is feeling like that little wizard thing in He-Man. If you take it literally what he wrote in the lyrics... It sounds like he might just have cycles, like he'll have periods of blue, and then he just kind of has the knowledge, like, I'm, I'm going to come out of it, and yeah. I'll be better one day, and but it'll, it's, it's just a cycle of down and up and down and up. Now, this is a very long song, and we're going to leave it here, Adam, actually. Okay. If now you check it out, it's going to talk to you about drinking and sober and the dogs being out, and it's going to go into these, again, it's going to go into this pre-chorus, it's going to go into the chorus. And it's going to kick your teeth. But, you know, take a minute to listen to this song, Adam, and just go ahead and play it out. Mm. And uh, it, it, it's just going to be, it might be, for all intents and purposes, Adam, it might be therapeutic. I don't know. But again, if you, you, look, if you will, look at it through that lens, maybe it could be. My personal belief is, Adam, and this is not a moment of joking, you will get on your feet again. You know, I think so. I think, you know, it's it's very important. Yeah, sure. Recognize it. 
you know, line out what your deal is, mm-hmm. but you know, you will pick up on your feet again, Adam. And that, my mm. friend, was uh, lyrics that will blow your mind. Tommy and Adam's hard to name podcast lyrics that will blow your mind. Tommy, if I didn't know better, I'd think this is one of your songs. It's my song for sure, Adam. This is no quarter, baby. Led Zeppelin. Zeppelin on the Tommy and Adam Today podcast. We've had a lot of chill songs today. Chill chill intros. Yeah, man. It's not too bad. I love this song, man. You know why I love this song? Because I always associate this song. With the birthday, Adam, of Mr. John Paul Jones. John Paul Jones. <laughs> January the 3rd, Adam, 1946. He's 71, man. Wow. I think I associate this song always with him because in uh, the song that remains the same, is it? This song remains the same. Yes. Remains the same. Is that the movie? Yeah. It, they always uh, prominently show him playing that organ. Mm-hmm. And that's that was where he had his theatrical piece, where he just kind of was a, a writer that went and actually visited his family. <laughs> that was his theatrical yeah, piece. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like they did all the mystical stuff that they did. I think, uh, was that the right. one that Jimmy they... Page was like a sorcerer yeah, of some sort. Jimmy his Page, eyes turned like a... Jimmy Page was a, a gallant knight. <laughs> and the, and the John Bonham was a... Gangster? Drag... No, drag... Drag... Oh, dra- drag racer. Oh, right. okay. I thought he was the gangster. No, gangster was, no, P- gangster Peter, was Grant. Peter Grant. Was the yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Fittingly so. Yeah, exactly. What he wanted to be. Happy birthday, man, Mr. Uh, John Paul Jones. John Paul Jones. Anyway, on January the 9th, 1947, Adam, David Jones was born in London, a.k.a. David, David Bowie. David Bowie? That's right. Okay. January the 8th, 1935, Adam, you know who this was born on this day. Hmm. The King Adam. The King. It was born. Elvis yeah. Aaron Presley. That's right. January the 6th, 1953, Adam. Mm-hmm. Malcolm Young. Oh. Guitarist. Nice. We're going to th- three dead people right now. <laughs> but we, <laughs> we have to, uh, we have to uh, uh, recognize them. We're that. stacking up these Adam people. Brian Warner was born January the 6th, 1969. Mr. Marilyn Manson, Adam. Oh, really? And before we go into one of our favorite segments, uh, we're going to celebrate this guy's birthday right here. Mr. Sean Paul, the Jamaican singer. Sean Paul. Uh, yeah, he sings. That's dance hall. Uh, you, you never heard of this guy, Adam? Sean Paul. Yeah, Sean, yeah, check it no? out. I think I got something. I don't think so. Shake that thing, miss. Can I, can I shake that it's thing, miss? Shaking that thing. Shaking that thing. We can't be mad at him, Adam. <laughs> oh, I have heard this song. <laughs> yes. It's about shaking booties, Adam, and with that one. <laughs> <laughs> that's, Adam, a good, that's a good lead I, in. I think it's a good lead in. Are you going to take me home tonight? Ah. Oh, down beside that red firelight. Are you going to let it all The Tommy and Adams Hard to Name Podcast Birthday Number Three. Adam, wow! Oh, oh okay. 
Because Sheila woke up for this We're going to get some more participation at the guy. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> He's trying to get out that closet right now. <laughs> no, Gosito. I don't think it's safe for you. They got go- hey, Jesus is still around. Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Stay away. <laughs> Stay up. You're breaking. You're Leave it alone. You're fine. You're going to wake You're going to pay for the repairs. Yeah. It's early, and I will that hasn't made us any coffee yet. <laughs> Pipe down. Adam, 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 Adam. Yes. It's been almost a month, Adam, since oh we've my activated gosh. Adam. We must have the, uh, Lords something of the good Jeeps. waiting for uh, us. I hope so. I mean, it's... I, <laughs> I get the gigglies. <laughs> Is that eager anticipation? Is that what that is? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Oh, oh. Hey, yeah. That, <laughs> it, activated, that, that's, it activated Sean Paul again. That's what's going on here, too. All right, Adam. So what do we hey, got Hey, it's loading here? up. Uh, oh, the title of this one, simply enough. Leg videos. All, all one word. <laughs> Leg videos. <laughs> is there any special spelling? Or? Uh, no. L-E-G-V-I-D-E-O-S. No underscores, no nothing, just leg videos. Wow, where we're switching. It must be in the gym. It must be leg day. We're going to be pressing, do some uh, (laughs) squats. Well, everything else they're covering on this. Some hand cleans. I don't don't know. I don't know what's going on here because we get these, all these, uh, I mean, well, the legs are attached to one of the favorite parts of the third birthday. (laughs) Yeah. So hopefully we'll we'll get some... uh, Something here, so oh, you can read Adam. You this is our read. first. This is our first actually uh, specialized uh, body part uh, third birthday. It is Adam. It is. So this is kind of a monumental thing. Maybe a new a new uh, page to the third birthday. Maybe Agent X three is expanding. Maybe to and, the and areas. under the heading it does say the best leg videos. On IG. All the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Adam, I think we shall be the judges of well, that. That's what that's their claim anyway. What's our numbers? Uh, we have nearly 300 posts, 296 Not bad. this time. Uh, followers, 313,000 followers. Oh, okay. And they're following 152 people. Oh, that's not too bad, Adam. No, and it's also followed by Datacoba Promotions. <laughs> no way! <laughs> go, 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 go figure. You're going to be known as Agents T. Adam, I would be Agent T. I would be (laughs) Agent A. (laughs) I take the prominent position this week. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Wow. I'll tell you, Tommy, they're coming in hot right off the start. <laughs> no, Gosito, it's not. No, Gosito. It's Agent T and A. There is no G. <laughs> not here yet. I'm a little brave, Adam, since he's locked in that closet. I, I know. <laughs> I hope I'm not. Did I don't you have tell to him it was reinforced? It. You had it reinforced <laughs> he, while he was gone? You heard him banging away there. <laughs> Adam, wow, let's just jump right in. Let's just jump right there, into there. I mean, right from the very get-go, from the very first post that I oh, see, hold, hold coming up. in hot. Hold up. Stop. Stop one minute. All right. I think they're joy germs myself. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm all happy at them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they are spreading some good cheer. <laughs> wow. I mean, that's something else. Oh, this one. That oh, is wow. crazy. These are legs right here. Wow. What we have here are legs. 
means by which people locomote. What does that mean? That's how that's how people get around. Oh, that's how people that's how people okay. <laughs> move is the that, rest of their body. Is that like a like a scientific term, locomote? I mean, I I think I've heard it somewhere. Oh my god! I, I I only know the first four letters of that word, loco. Loco. It's, it turns me loco. <laughs> 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 that would be Adam. That would be my brain, man. <laughs> Have you started to look at any of these? Uh, I have not. I Data Co-op Promotions actually looked at this, but it's just almost like our special event recording team. Wow. Wow. These are all very, I mean, these are not uh, stick legs. Like these, these have meat, they have musculature, they have, uh, if you look at the third one, you know, the fourth one, I think, she is a, is a shot of her, I mean, a full body shot, but you're looking at these legs and see that they're super muscular. I, I Adam. Super. I mean, this, oh, she's dancing now. Adam, this week. Oh, she turned around. I, we, we have been promoting a lot of the reels. Is that correct? Yes. We pop into these web pages and wow. we only see two or three reels. Have you jumped into the reels yet on this, Adam? The, I, I think they're all reels. It's a gold mine. <laughs> I think they're all reels. In, in the title. In the title, it says best leg videos. So I think they're all reels. I, I thought in the post was just pictures. No, the post have. Well, let me see. Uh, yeah, they're all videos, actually. Yeah, so it doesn't matter if you go into reels or posts or I videos. I think you just you just roll. You're getting oh, reels. Oh, Agent X three. Number three is doing some slow motion Are for we it. Pay Agent X three because he's getting too good. <laughs> he's, he finds winners. Wow. I tell you, Adam, pick one. Let's. Did just you look it. at the third one? The, the third the one third has one. has motion. Let me take a look at it. Oh. Yes. And it has slow motion. It slows down. It, it gives you actual, you're able to, to really focus in on different parts and features. It slows down, Adam, to an extent that you could almost read what that tattoo says. Let's take a look at it. Uh, bootylicious? Uh. <laughs> I think it's bootylicious. <laughs> no way! I don't believe it. <laughs> Oh, it says, follow this baddie. Oh, you know what? They're leg videos, Adam, but I bet you a million dollars that they're tied into the other pages. Maybe these are just the ones that concentrate on their legs because it says it has three. So they just aggregate videos that focus on legs. Uh We could have these could be from a model's page or something. But they just say, oh, there's a nice leg yeah, they, leg video right they, there. We'll they, take that and put that in our archive. They kind of, uh, actually, it says, maybe it wasn't bootylicious. It says, what? it's delicious. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Oh, wow. Maybe that's what it is. It's delicious. I have no doubt that it's delicious, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's right there in, in the. Just read the label. I mean, it, it, it's what it's claiming. It's, it, it is. It's like reading the labels in cereal boxes. I think a lot of the focus of some of these models is actually the fitness aspect, because there are a lot. Oh yeah, yeah. Are in gyms. They're showing yeah, like yeah, yeah. I'm looking in the mirror. I'm I'm looking at what I've just sculpted. I could see that. I'm actually. Yeah, it's all videos, Adam. It is. Look at. I think okay. you've had that video on another thing, <laughs> haven't you? Had that. Gosito had that no. one. <laughs> Gosito had that in one of his Christmas specials. Yeah, that was a while Christmas he was piece. Gone. That was a Christmas piece. <laughs> wow, these are very defined legs, and they're all. Uh... <laughs> yes. <What? laughs> Go see in the toilet now. <laughs> 
They're all very defined and they're all very like they're ready for the camera. I'm, no I'm telling you that. Here's uh, here's a pit of exercise where she, the lady is on a a wheel type. That one was also on a wheel. <laughs> a, a wheel type of a turn. She's got her knees on these pads and she's I, just turning, working on like her her uh, rectus abdominis. <laughs> He was on his Christmas Eve video. <laughs> He's already pilfered this one? He's already pilfered the leg videos? Let me see. Oh, yeah. It's like my Godzilla. There it is right there. <laughs> oh, my goodness. These wow. Wild. So, yeah, my suspicion is correct, Adam. These is probably just went ahead and annexed just the ones that are showcase, Adam. They're uh, not only they're meaty, <laughs> but uh, how strong they are. Maybe, yes. Adam, may, maybe. Okay, okay. You got to look at this one. Okay, which one so, is this? Oh, man. It's, oh, here. Come, come over here. Check it out. You're going to have to look at this. Come <laughs> no, I have to, run, I have to get up out of yeah. my seat, yeah. remove the can. Yeah. <laughs> run over here. Run over here. Find this one, Adam. <laughs> What is that? Adam. Is she doing some service? Some sort of cleaning of yeah. some sort? She is servicing for sure, Adam. What the? It looked like she was like in, in an elevator. Oh, I see it now. Oh, she is, she is, she is part of the cleaning crew, but she, she's, she didn't have enough attire for, for the entire cleaning Adam, crew. Adam, she is going to town. <laughs> With the broom, Adam. Well, a lot of the... Oil that she was going to be using to actually like to seal the wood has actually ended up on her backside. She also <laughs> spilled the bottle. Oh wow! That's, it's like like the thirtieth one down. That's a right? lot of Murphy's oil. Right it's there. like the thirty. It's like the thirtieth one. <laughs> it is pretty good. Oh shit! And if you like that one, you could follow her at at okay, me... I am Snow Black. I I'm gonna go to that page real quick. <laughs> there's, there's probably a lot of good stuff in there. Uh, Adam, uh, wait, have you have you gone to that page yet? On, on just, oh, her her personal page? Uh, yeah, I am Snow Black. Okay, it's let me do I that. I am underscore Snow Black. Hey, oh, she's a retired nurse. I'll tell you that. It's in, it's in the name. Check it out, Adam. Wow. Who is it followed by? Uh-oh. <laughs> Tacoba prom Promotions. <laughs> and also, also one of our previous third birthdays is following it as well. <laughs> wow. Osado Norte. Wow. That is fantastic. I'll tell you. Oh, actually, man. She's, she really has a technique for going down to the bottom shelf and looking for liquor. Yeah, no. Do you, do you see it? She's oh, really down there looking. Oh, oh my And then, gosh. oh, she slipped on. Oh, how, wow. Adam, how many posts do we got here? 296? Have we have we skipped? We got away from the leg videos now? Oh, no, they're all legs. <laughs> Are we still on leg videos yeah, then? We're still on leg videos. Oh, okay. I'm we, going we to go back. We came back to the leg videos. We, oh. didn't, we, didn't, we left uh, I was whatever diving deep. was. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Dr. Core Promotions tagged or we'll be back. Man. Oh, my Jesus. These are very strong legs. They, are, these, is they have worked on these. Yep. Oh, Adam, mm. uh, about, let me see, about 10 down after that one. Do you see the one where she's working out while a car is driving? Mm. Uh, oh, <laughs> yes. The car is driving kind of in circles, dr drifting a bit. And she's got her feet in the windows of the, the car. She has a glowing mask on her face. <laughs> and she's also <laughs> holding on for dear life. And she kind of makes it look like she's twerking a bit. <laughs> you 
Do you think, Adam? That's, Maybe. Do you think that's what she's doing? Uh -uh. <laughs> wow. Yeah, she's on the she's on the windshield now. Wow. Two million views on that particular oh, no video. Kidding. Well, right yeah. now it has two million and two. <laughs> <laughs> she is man. Those are some strong legs to keep her up there, Adam. Yeah. Is there a is she holding on to like a I don't know what she's sunroof or something? I don't I think know so. that there's something wrong with wow. the guy on the passenger side, Adam. What is he doing? He's looking to the side. He's not looking up. Oh, he's not looking at her. <laughs> There's something wrong with that boy. Wow. Oh, okay, Adam, this was a gem. Let's see if we can find any more gems. Uh, we're going to have to go. Oh, wait a minute. Hold up. One of my, uh, <laughs> Adam, we've been playing this music. If you go down, Adam, maybe about 10 more, Adam, uh -huh. you're going to see Velma and Daphne also, Adam. Oh, really? Are they and, dressed up? And they have some incredible eggs, as a matter of fact. Oh, I see them. Wow. They're on the street, and, it, and some people look like they're actually interested <laughs> in, in what they're doing out there. Wow. Scooby-Dooby-Doo. Wow. I, I think it's Saturday morning, Adam. I may visit Scooby-Doo. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember Thelma looking like that? Ah, uh, I wish. <laughs> Man. Wow, incredible, Adam, incredible. Yeah, these are just one hit after the other. I mean, definitely visit Leg Videos and give them a thumbs up. Adam, and you will not be disappointed. Not at all. It's difficult being more mature than your father. girls, you make the rocking world go Wow. See, evidently you beat us to it, but it wasn't you who provided it, it was Agent X3, man. So just just <laughs> Oh, you're jealous, huh? You're just searching all corners of the internet <laughs> yeah. to find all this. He was gone for about five weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's ready to come out at him. <laughs> we yeah. may get a video after him. <laughs> wow, that was incredible. Wow, that is absolutely nuts. <laughs> It's time for a hashtag. What the for holy? Awesome. I well, think we're. I think Adam, we're making up for for all the time we've been gone. Yeah, I think <laughs> there's gonna be enough even, content. Even here. though, even though this third birthday was pretty fast. Yeah, we we handled that pretty no, pretty professionally. The best the best one was that one with the car. That's <laughs> that one gets my vote. I mean, I don't think any there was a loser in the bunch. No, no, no. I didn't see anything it's, that would just it's turn kind away. Of a compilation. Well, you know anything about farming, ranching? I do doing that. anything? I, I do, uh, yeah. Dairy farming? I know a little bit of all that stuff. You man. do? Yeah, I've seen documentaries. You spent time. Oh, <laughs> okay. Well, we are doing. Uh, you've never milked a cow? <laughs> I've never. I've never. I'm not. Not involved in milking. <laughs> I haven't done any milking. No, not at all. Um, I didn't say a bull, Adam. I said a cow. These are modern days. These are modern days, <laughs> and we have modern ways to do right, things okay. now. All right. <laughs> so when you think about a cow and a cow's life, you'd be enjoying a nice pasture, right? You should be. Nice, yeah. nice days and plenty of open spaces. But sometimes we're not afforded this. No, like out there in the Flint Hills. The images of, think of a flowing summer meadow. Oh, yeah. You'd imagine that cow in that summer meadow okay. would be more happy rather than being in a confined space inside of a barn. I would say of so, a, yeah. Well, 
Sometimes they're not able to get that. But cows are now being fitted with virtual reality goggles. Get the fuck out of here for real. <laughs> displayed are the green pastures. That's not weekly world news, is it? No, no, it's real. <laughs> being displayed right. on these virtual reality goggles are the green pastures, but they're still being cramped in these barns over the winter. See, you don't want them out there, they'd freeze or whatever. Okay. So you have to bring them into the barns. But they're being outfitted with these virtual reality goggles to make them feel like they are still out in the pasture, like okay. things, are, things are better. They're improving their mood. Well, what would be the purpose of that? Are we going to get to that? Well, they seem to make them happier as they chomp on hay in a confined space. So that's what they're going for. The okay. virtual reality goggles were developed under consul consultation with vets and have been tried out on a farm in Moscow, where they were found to reduce anxiety. And a farmer now in Turkey has reportedly tried them on two cows to good effect. Okay. Uh, he said that their milk production has gone up from 22 to 27 liters a day. So that's quite exponential growth. Wow. Off of the virtual... Just based on the less stress on the body, the less anxiety the cow feels, the, the milk production apparently goes up. So He's, so when they see the storm coming, they won't see it with the virtual... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're oblivious. He said, they're watching a green pasture and it gives them an okay. emotional boost and they're less stressed. All right. The hardware was developed by a human virtual reality headset and then fitting it to the exact specification of a cow's head. The software is also altered so that the color scheme is in line with what the scientists believe that the animals are able to see. They're able to see some colors, but it is thought that they can, can't can see red or green and just shades of yellow and blue. Uh, the Russian Ministry of Agriculture and Food has said it, that studies show that environmental conditions can play a big part in the overall health of the cow and the quality and quantity of the milk produced. The farmers say they've done this to improve their conditions, enabling them to relax into producing more milk. It's much like the cow matrix. <laughs> <laughs> and cow virtual reality goggles is our what the frijoles. We're really stretching it on that one. <laughs> Just get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Have you gone seen the new movie? I didn't go see it, but it's available on HBO Max. Oh, yeah. And I have seen it. Oh, my kids were here, right? I told you back mm -hmm. in December. Yes. Guess what I have on my TV? HBO Max? <laughs> Everything. Oh, <laughs> sharing codes. I love it. I love it. No, they was there. They were watching it. They were watching it on their codes. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> it wouldn't make no difference. I'll be honest with you. I hardly don't see any of that shit. <laughs> I'm still YouTubing. I'm still, I'm working on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, for real. It's like I turned on my TV and I said, what the hell? Downstairs, you know? I have access to everything yeah, now. My, my uh, Magical. What is it? The sound system doesn't work for some reason. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> we got to fix that. Uh -oh. I'm going to have to check that out. <laughs> it's the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast. Sound of the Week. Wow, The Matrix came out that fast on HBO? Anyway. I think it came out like simultaneously. Like went to the theaters oh. and it goes on HBO. Like they're doing that now with this... Is 19, the, 19 thing. It's like no ads is what the whole deal is. That's the one you have to have. Just, no, there's no ads. You, you pay for HBO. No, but that's... Or yeah. somebody does. <laughs> wink, wink. Um... But uh, hey, uh, we're now in 2022. Excellent. But I'm going to reflect on 2021. Mm. This is a new thing. This is Adam's 
top five of 2021. And this is musically musical. These are the albums that I most enjoyed. Oh, you just let me down. <laughs> albums I most enjoyed from oh, 2021. Man. And I have a top five list. Okay, go ahead. I'm going to start with this one. You may know. Do you know this one, Tommy? Okay. This is the Foo Fighters' most recent album, Medicine at Midnight. Song Shame, Shame. Oh, yeah, yeah. This was on. Uh, yeah. They played it in uh, Saturday Night Live. Yeah, yeah. So I enjoyed it. It hit it, it, the uh, number five position for me. So, okay. so for number four, we're going to move on to this one. I'm not going to expect you to know this one, Tommy. Is it news? Nope. It is the Dead Daisies, their album, Holy Ground. I logged a lot of time with this one. It's very good, excellent. I love Glenn Hughes. Yeah, the voice of rock. It's fantastic. You're sounding like my cousin Joey. One of my one episode we had. One of, <laughs> one of my favorites. I think he. I think he hipped us to the fact that this was coming out eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And months later, it did. Uh, number three, we're going to move up to one that you know. Oh, that's Iron Maiden. It is. <laughs> you know this one. Iron Maiden and their Stratego. Yeah, that's right. Album. Did you enjoy it? Have I you listened it. to it quite yeah, a bit? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. It's really good. A couple hit, of times all the way through, yeah. Hit number three for me. Now we're going to move up to number two. Has a bit of maiden flavor to it because it it's is. A, a, a Stevie Coxon and. <laughs> Richie Coxon and Adrian Richie Smith. And Adrian Smith, yeah. Their album, Smith and Coxon. It was solid, solid through and through. And number one for me for the entire year, the thing that I listened to the most. Slash? I was unable to get away from it. No, he didn't really, he had like a single. It was he toward the end, though. He didn't release an album. He had just It was a, toward the end. No, his album hasn't out until next month. When we go to Kansas City, are we going to go to Kansas City? We get, we're going to go. Uh, but my number one for the entire year is going to be. The album. This is a machiney riff. The album Typhoons by the band Royal Blood. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Front to back, cover to cover. Great. So you agree, great album. So you agree with, with some of these lists that Loudwire? I don't know. Did they, classic. I don't know what are their lists at. Oh, they were like the best rock albums of the year and whatnot. So I, I didn't even see what they put. Was some really what, what, what did they put? That, I don't know, man. It's just things that I really didn't. Yeah. No, those are those are my personal. Uh, top five right there. Oh, no, that's... I was going to uh, try to bring you in on it, but usually you just take new material and you throw it into your other 30,000 songs, <laughs> and eventually it comes it, it up. It cycles up, yeah. It, does, yeah. <laughs> it comes up. Uh, there's that. And um, did you receive uh, many gifts for Christmas, Tommy? Oh, I did, yeah, a bunch of them, yeah. Because I heard, sadly it was uh -huh. a long time ago, that there were gifts, there were uh, 
things that could be purchased could be sent and given as gifts. Three Kings Day was this past week. You're a big <laughs> fan of 90 Day Fiance, right? No. Oh, well, there was, <laughs> there, was there was a person who was on. 90 I do Day think Fiance. it's. On, I think I think that's on Paramount. I think there's there is a. <laughs> which you have a subscription to now. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> magically. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm going to actually run to watch us. I'm going to binge it today. But there is a a person who was on that reality show, and she had a business that she set up, and this was actually a few weeks ago. And she has a little bit of a commercial here, and I'm just going to play it for you. Hey guys, today I'm going to be showing you a day in the life of a girl who sells her farts in a jar. So I like to get things rolling with some beans, a protein muffin, sometimes even a yogurt, less sugar is better, some hard-boiled eggs, and today I decided I was going to make myself a protein shake with some yogurt added to it, and oh, I was feeling it for sure. Uh, while I wait for those farts to develop, I like to read, I'm very smart, love to read, and then after I'm ready to go, I go ahead and, you know, do my work, do my job. I don't need to show you that, guys, but I like to add in little flower petals. I feel like they attach the scent and make it last longer. And when I'm finally finished with my jar, I like to leave a personalized note. I want to thank you so much to the 97 people who have already purchased their jar of farts. And as you know, they're on sale right now, 50% off with $1,000. So go to my unfiltered and check it. <laughs> so Stephanie Motto had a business. Where she was selling her farts <laughs> in a jar. Adam, happy new year. <laughs> she was selling her farts in a jar. And she was selling them for a thousand dollars a pop. Shit. She showed her, her oh. uh, she showed her phone with her account where she had over a hundred thousand oh, dollars. Oh my god. Based on her fart jars. Um, there are some sick people out there, man. However, <laughs> time has elapsed. She is no longer in business. Oh, wow. Uh, she had a bit of a medical issue. Uh, she said, I thought I was having a stroke, and these were my final moments. I was overdoing it. Uh, the 31-year-old said she had consumed three protein shakes and a huge bowl of black bean soup the day she was rushed to the hospital, all in an attempt to fart more. <laughs> it was quite hard to breathe, and every time I tried to breathe... <laughs> and I'd feel a pinching sensation around my heart, she recalled. It was made clear that what I was experiencing wasn't a stroke or heart attack, but very intense gas pains. <laughs> she was advised to change her diet and to take gas suppressant medication, which has effectively ended her business. Mega Beano, Adam. But she's going to start doing fart NFTs so you can get a digital fart. In your inbox. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> it's the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast. Sound oh, of the Week. <laughs> which, which, uh, I've been which, shitting on that one. Which, I've been sitting on that one for a long time. <laughs> this came out a few weeks ago. Oh, uh, <laughs> which uh, which uh, ninety day fiance was she? I I don't know. No, you don't know. <laughs> I, she was, she's known as from ninety day fiance. Okay, Stephanie Maha. I'm gonna have to contact. And now my, she's the fart jar. I'm gonna girl. have to contact my daughter. <laughs> oh shit, that's crazy. <laughs> Out of a time to leave. Good times, bad times. Good times, bad times. You know I like my shit. 
I thought for sure you'd come with another burp one or something. I said, man, you know, like you, oh, no, like we, you ended last year with. <laughs> <laughs> Coming in hot. Yeah, you know, it's funny. <laughs> you know what's funny? <laughs> what's that? I was watching the Boba Fett, the book of Boba Fett on Disney Plus, right? Okay. And uh, is that good? It was, uh, it's it's pretty good. I you know as a as a Star Wars fan, if that, you compare it to Mandalorian uh, level of quality, I, I don't know because it's only going to be seven episodes this first season, so I guess they'll gauge right there. Okay, but as you know, uh, not to give a spoiler alert, but we're already at a spoiler alert since we're already at a what a week number two of the okay. of, so if you haven't seen it by now, you know well you know maybe you you'll binge it, maybe you won't, but. Spoiler alert, uh, okay. just so you know. Uh, there's a lot of, uh, so far, there's a lot of Tuscan Raider. Mm, sand uh, people. The sand people, exactly. Gotcha. And when, when I heard the sand people growling, <laughs> I remembered <laughs> the biggest burp. <laughs> I say, hey, <laughs> that's where they got the sound bite from. So they sampled the the loudest burp it's and they made I, that Tuscan Raider. I, got from. I, said, I hope there's a fart in there somewhere, like the one the one that was getting her tattoo done in Melbourne or wherever the hell it was. Adam, I'm gonna have the good times, man. Go ahead and do the bad times. Oh, bad times. Okay. Well, Tommy, you enjoy fast food, don't you? I love it. <laughs> Can't you tell? Is it good to you? Oh, uh, no, it's not. Okay. Well, well, I have a deal for you then. Taco Bell is rolling out uh, what is arguably the tastiest subscription service yet. Daily tacos for ten dollars a month. Taco Bell customers can get one taco per day so for, 30, for 30, thirty consecutive days. Thirty tacos for ten bucks—that's a thirty hell of tacos a deal, yeah. for ten days. But you only get one. Well, you got to buy a soda, probably. You get, with and it, you got uh, well, you don't have to do anything. You, but you've paid for it with your subscription. <laughs> but you're only got one taco, okay. so you're going to have to fill out the meal somehow. That's what they're counting on. The national program called Tac- Taco Lovers Pass is available to purchase beginning Thursday, which I think is next Thursday, Mm -hmm. for its members of its rewards program and have downloaded the Taco Bell app. A variety of tacos are included in the subscription, including a soft taco, spicy potato soft taco, crunchy tacos, and it's Dorito tacos even. Are included in the... Yes, all these are included. Once a customer subscribes to it, a special section within the app is unlocked and customers can add a taco to their cart during the checkout process. Uh, it started in uh, Tucson, Arizona for the pilot program, and they the rewards program grew, grew by 20%, with, of course, the Doritos Locos Taco Supreme, the most redeemed taco. <laughs> so That's worth some. That's worth the flyer. Yeah, yeah. But now, if you don't even have a hankering for a taco, I would feel pressure. I would say, hey, I got this subscription. I got a taco waiting for me. Go ten days so only. I got. I gotta go, huh? Go ten days only. You get at least you get something out of it for you know. Well, you're paying ten bucks for thirty tacos. But well, you only get one a day, so you have to pay some out. You're paying, yeah. But I'm saying you get a month, right? Thirty, and if, if you if you feel pressured, you're paying ten bucks. Just you know, even it down to a buck a taco, so you go go ten times. No. No, you can't do that. You have to get maximum value. You got the subscription for what? the value. Feed the homeless. I don't know. <laughs> Just walk in, grab it, and throw it. <laughs> Wait a minute. You got this one. You're, it's the guy over there didn't get one yesterday. Bam. <laughs> so the Taco Bell Taco compa- subscription spread, service. Spread some germ joy. I thought it would be taco. bad. I thought it would be bad times because you're like, you feel compelled to go to Taco I, yeah. Bell every day. I was going to say, where are the bad times? You just... Uh, <laughs> For a person who brings a lot of joy, you just brought a lot of sadness. 
<laughs> you know, you can imagine all listeners who love Taco Bell. They're ready to rush out. Now they feel pressure. Yeah, no. You know, they may need to go visit also Altshined. Maybe, maybe they'll feel pressure. Adam, like just, Stephanie Motto feels just, pressure. <laughs> you just outshined our listeners, Adam. <laughs> Show me the power. Those, <laughs> those are our bad times. There is right there, Adam. Adam, good times, though. Adam, according to the ultimate classic rock Yo. on 7 uh, January, actually yesterday, Adam, bands are recruiting dogs, Adam, to be able to sniff out COVID-19 at concerts, man. (laughs) Backstage? Yeah, well, here's the the crowd. uh, It says an ultimate classic rock. So this is actually a legit news article. It's not the Weekly World News. Uh (laughs) It was written by Allison Rapp, Adam. Okay. But she's not Allison Rapp-Izzle. No. She stops at rap, yes. Two Ps. So (laughs) as the COVID-19 pandemic continues into its third year, wow. A new technique has arisen for detecting positive cases, uh, large-scale tours, and concerts, and it comes on all fours. <laughs> Adam, we, are, are we I've going, seen videos like that. Are we going, Adam, are we back to the third birthday? <laughs> this is, in an effort to keep the, their tours from shutting down, musicians have taken to recruiting trained dogs that could sniff out, Adam, the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Wow, and crew members or anyone else, Adam? Yes. With backstage access. Ah, wow. just from the backstage areas. That's good. See? Very cool. Dogs are, are able to be trained to sniff out virtually anything. People say, now check this out. What's that dog doing here? Jerry Johnson, CEO of Biodetection Canine Incorporated. Oh, he just probably made this shit up not too long ago, which oversees the training program that outsources the dogs, recently told Rolling Stone. He explained that after about six weeks of training, just what you're saying, mm-hmm. the dogs learn to sit down when they detect the virus on someone's hands or feet. Mm. It surprises them that they're, they're pessimistic at first, but... If you understand the instincts of dog behavior, it makes a lot of sense. Sense. I guess I, I guess it. I guess pun intended there. <laughs> the dogs sniff each other to see if that dog has the virus. We're hmm. training them to look at something they'd be interested in anyway. When uh, with the current surge, check this out, in positive cases, the band seeking to avoid canceling tours once they've already begun, the dogs are in high demand. Metallica, Adam, oh. used dogs in their 2021 fall shows in Fort Lauderdale and Atlanta and also in their 40th, Adam, anniversary gigs last month in San Francisco, which I did see some video footage of, which very cool. Various acts planned to follow suit, including Tool and country singer Ashley McBride. I don't know who that is, but good luck to her. So they yeah. were successful, yeah. I guess. They, they were actually able to sniff out. Check it out. The success of the dog's training has been proven. Last fall at the Eric Church tour, several crew members who thought they were negative were actually found to be positive via the dog's the, detection. The dog detection. Yeah. So far, knock on wood, the dogs have been knocking it out of the park, Adam. John Peets of Q Prime, the management company that, res- that represents Church and Metallica, said to Rolling Stones, we haven't had a dog miss anybody. Dogs are more accurate mm-hmm. than test. Wow, that's pretty awesome. I man. would much rather have a dog smell me rather than get that stick shoved up ah, into my brain. Dude, I got that on Monday again. What? Why? Eh, work? You know, it's my volunteer work. Volunteer you know? working? Yeah. Yeah. It's a pain in the balls. 
damn. But it is what it is. You know, what are you going to do? I scheduled it out just in case. You never know, man. You know, <laughs> right now it doesn't matter because it's just me and uh, the big boss. We're going to be heading out to Dallas. Well, when's this uh, happening? We're going to Dallas next Saturday. Oh, okay. But it'll be during the day because it's a long holiday. It's the Martin Luther King holiday. So mm. we'll, we're just, you know, we're not leaving on Friday like we usually do. So just so you'll know. Good deal. Good so, deal. Yeah. But yeah, dude, that's the, that's is. That's, uh, that's, that's the good times, Adam. You can't beat that, you know? Yes. I think that's pretty good. Good times, bad times. Have you been training Betty? <laughs> to do what? <laughs> Besides bark at me? <laughs> Betty doesn't even sniff herself. <laughs> she, she, Adam, she is not a sniffing sniffer, dog. Sniffer broke? No, she, she doesn't. She doesn't. Oh. <laughs> Talking of sniffing. <laughs> That's where the sniffing majors back there. <laughs> Thank you, Godzilla. Thank you for controlling the board. Thank you for went, returning. It, it, it made it a lot smoother for me today. Yeah, no so kidding. I can't complain today. Actually, I can't complain. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll let Godzilla figure out this uh, three-hour episode that we got going on. <laughs> Again, thanks, Godzilla. You're pretty cool. <laughs> well, Tommy, do you have anything else? Dude, I have nothing else. Let me see. No, no, just, you know, I think we covered it all today. Okay. If not, we'll just cover the next episode. No exactly. big deal. Well, as always, we want to thank our legion of listeners, our fans, and whoever else subjects themselves to this podcast. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. Keep in mind that life is not that serious, nor is anything else we said on this show. Uh, again, search for the keywords, the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast. Listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcast App, RSS Podcast, CastBox, Himalaya, Owl Trail, and everywhere else this podcast is on demand and streaming. Activate the notification icon to be notified when we are online and tell a friend or an enemy. I'm Adam Tate. And I am Tommy Martinez. Today is January 8, 2022, and you are listening to the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast. Remember to always play it often. Play it loud, but play it. Happy New Year. Yeah. The Tommy and Adam Hard to Name podcast is produced by Dadakoa Promotions. Yeah. Which are the cancers? Dadakoa Promotions.